No, I listen to it all the time. I tell all my friends to smack it raw. podcast contains mature content the views and opinions expressed by the host are not necessarily those of the host listener discretion is advised ladies and gentlemen welcome to the smack and raw podcast episode i think it's 179 i fucked it up last time i'll get travis to fix it later but i am your host the warden matt ritter and i am here again with my co-host daddy delgado himself vince man how you doing what's up man how's it going glad to be back two weeks in a row well, it's not two weeks in a row you're a permanent fucking co-host vince i know i know but i'm never on the show I know, I know. It's just kind of like an adjustment period is all. It's like okay. I'm not used to being on the show this this often. Which is why I got two special guests with us so you didn't fuck it up. From the Smacked Raw podcast, and this is just for you because you asked for it, Katie, Katie, Bebe, a.k.a. KDW, a.k.a. Kindercare, a.k.a. Katie Vick, a.k.a. the best damn host Smacked Raw podcast has. Katie, what are you doing? Um. wow. Yes, I'm that gonna reach cool. Travis one day. How I, I many Travis have? I don't know, and I couldn't do the get you one, so that's the fine. Yeah. yeah, they yeah, gave Justin, her one, it was like K double D B B B or some. I don't there, know. The there's there's some B's. I don't know. I've been drinking, I wasn't really listening, <laughs> yeah. but Justin's a nice guy, but I'm doing great. Nice, nice, nice. And last but certainly not least. <laughs> From the Smacked Raw family group chat, good friend of Katie, and the only person under 25 that gives two shits about Chris Jericho. Savannah, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing good, and I think you're absolutely right about that. I'm probably the only one. But you know what? Chris loves me just as much as I love him, so. There you go, there you go. I gotta, I'll, I'll take what I can get here. All right, we're going to kick this off as we always kick it off and remind you guys that you guys can follow me on Twitter at Matt Ritter. There's that M-A-T-T-R-I-D-D-E-R. And in my pinned tweet, there is a link to whatamaneuver.com where you guys can go pick up a Black Lives Matter t-shirt, which if you're watching the video, Vince is wearing from Young Kings Wrestling. All that money goes to a good cause, so please go support them and donate your money there. I would very much appreciate that. And uh, let's get into a little news and rumors. Travis isn't here, so I'm not going to play music. We're not going to do a panda gif, unfortunately. But uh, right off the bat, Drew McIntyre's got COVID. Uh, Welcome to the club. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I I had to bring it up at some point. Hopefully, he handles it as well as you did. So I did. I know. I'm so glad I got like a very mild case. It could have been a lot worse. So I'm hoping, like me, he did catch it early. And he said he doesn't have any symptoms, but you never know as days go on. As your 14 days go on, it could be better or worse. So, but I'm sure they're taking care of him. Hopefully. Yeah, no, I had a bit of a COVID scare myself. I might, I was possibly exposed to someone that could have had it. It could have had it. I got tested negative. He came back negative, so we're all good. But for a couple of the, days there, I was a nervous wreck, whether or not I had this or not. It wasn't a when I tested. 
when I tested, I didn't even think I had it. I thought I was going into the clinic that I got tested at. I thought I was going in for a sinus infection because every time I inhaled through my nose, I got some really like horrible pain in my sinus area up here. So that's what I thought I was going in for until they tested me and then it came back positive and I was a wreck. I was, I literally cried like hysterically in front of the poor doctor and he had to like calm me down because I was so scared. Well, I do remember you were all excited and nervous to come on and do the show with us. Yes. And then you had a shop was... and you're like, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to do it. I got a quarantine. We'll see. But luckily you're here. We're happy you're yeah. okay. I'm not even joking. Yesterday was my first day like out of quarantine. So I barely made it. So I'm well, thank you, COVID, for not fucking up my show. I appreciate it. <laughs> well, like fuck you, COVID, for almost cu- fucking up the show. Uh, <laughs> Do we think that this uh, this issue is going to possibly fuck up uh, Royal Rumble? Maybe. Because uh... it depends when he... Because he could have... Because last time he was on Raw, that's pro- maybe like the day after he probably got tested then or something. And then that's when he found out. So he could... By the time the Royal Rumble comes, it'll be past 14 days. But again, it just depends on his condition. I don't know if they're going to wait until he tests negative or if he just is no longer contagious. Because I'm still technically COVID positive. But I'm no longer contagious, so I can go out again. So, right. I mean, I don't know too many details, but I know for like a lot of sports leagues, like the NBA and NFL, they have their own testing protocol. Assuming the WWE has a similar one that's almost as good, hopefully he can be back in time for that championship match. But I'm not holding out hope that he will make it in time for the Rumble. I'm more concerned about the man's health. Hopefully he's going to be good. Obviously, they have great medical like physicians over there, despite what like CM Punk's Z-Pack story might tell you, they still are taking the champion. And I doubt they'll let him get too sick and they'll take care of the man. But hopefully he makes it in time for Rumble. Vince's internet's a little iffy, so. Yeah, and you just turned into a robot for a hot sec. Whoa. Okay. It's okay. That's why I have both of you here. So if I lose him, (laughs) I've got a backup. We'll just continue on without him like he's not even here. It's all good. Oh. Um, <laughs> <my best. laughs> um let's talk about paul Heyman and talking smack and uh his treatment of caleb braxton who also left twitter uh was it caleb braxton on talking smack or, or I, th- I think it's kayla it's kayla yeah kayla yeah because she left twitter because people were harassing her about covid after roman because she's already had two covid scares but also Paul Heyman has just been trouncing her on Talking Smack. No, it's been crazy. It's been fun to he, see though. He's pulling no punches. It's kind of it's kind of weird to see. Like Heyman was like getting all types of aggro with her. I was like, shit, Paul, relax. She let let she's trying her best. <laughs> of all people, her. Not like I mean, yeah, he fucks with Apollo and everything, but like it's weird seeing him fuck with like the host of the show. But yeah. he used to do that with JR when he was on commentary with JR in the early 2000s. His he said he just wanted to see how under JR's skin he could get him because he wanted to get him fired up and get him going. So, yeah, maybe it's a similar case. How do you guys feel about the Twitter trolls running her off Twitter again over fucking like harassing her, saying, "Oh, you probably gave Roman COVID." Blah 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 doesn't even make sense but like it i I fucking hate twitter sometimes twitter's toxic so i'm hardly ever on it because i've gotten some ugly shit said to me and i didn't even do anything like 
Twitter, it's it's nasty. The wrestling community on Twitter's a cesspool. Yeah, just, it's like ugh. No, I think just, uh, Twitter in general is a cesspool. It's not just the wrestling community, wrestling Twitter. I've seen like NBA Twitter get very nasty too. So I, I, like it's Twitter in general. I feel like people yeah. just like have this sense of confidence so they can just get away and say whatever they want just because there's like a blank screen. There's no faces attached to it. There's no consequences. So people say whatever they want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially because Twitter is like an app, like a social media platform where you don't really post pictures. You, it's more words than like, you know, visuals. So you, you know, you can definitely hide behind a screen on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well. Last but not least... Josh Matthews, the Impact Wrestling announcer, is being replaced tomorrow night. We're recording on Friday. You guys will probably hear it on Saturday. By Matt Stryker and D'Lo Brown as the new commentary team for Impact. Don't make that face. D'Lo Brown is a fucking champ, baby. Vince knows this. (laughs) Don't bring back my D'Lo Brown history, man. I I honestly don't care. I'm sorry. I I only watch Impact for Kenny. I only watch Impact for Kenny, so... That's the only reason people watch Impact. Let's be real here. Uh, only, I, I used to watch Impact until AJ left when it was TNA. I used to watch Impact left. just for the Rascals, but we'll get into them when we get to NXT. Now yeah. that there's no Rascals over there, there's really no need to watch. If there's no Kenny, I ain't watching, or at least I'm not paying attention. I'll just have it on my laptop, and then when I see Kenny, that's when I'll pay attention. And- I, do, I do know that Josh Matthews was a big complaint of people being the, you know, one of the sole voices on commentary. You also had um, Madison Reigns working with him, uh, but a lot of people were not happy with him. So Matt Stryker did Lucha Underground commentary. He also did commentary a little bit in WWE. So he mm-hmm. does have the commentary jobs. Uh, D'Lo Brown is a fucking <laughs> from Chicago. Should have been champ. Underrated as fuck. Right, Vince? Sure. Exactly. <laughs> so he's gonna be fantastic as well so it'll be cool i mean i'm still not gonna watch impact but i will say this i, I dislike matt striker's commentary it is very annoying it's like it's it's good in like in bunches and spurts but when you hear it for two hours it's it's too much is impact two hours long yes Ew. why would they do that yeah especially with they don't even have like any uh audience like, nothing yeah, yeah nothing no, it's hard. like it was like wwe in the beginning of the pandemic well yeah and actually no i was gonna say aw but no they had like the other wrestlers yeah. yeah no no it's bad no it's not, not nope savannah since it is your first day on the show we're gonna let you guide us through our journey of recapping so what show would you like to start with um probably the show where my boy Chris is on. Let's start off with AEW. I fucking figured. All right. So <laughs> Girl. We like, kick off. Gave it away. We kick off AEW with a match. It's uh, Pac versus Kingston or Pac. I'm going to call him Pac. I don't know why they keep calling him Pac. I mean, it's Pac. I, 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 can't, get, I can't get used to calling him Pac. I, I just call him Pac. Like to this day. Tupac? Yeah, exactly. Tupac, yeah, Tupac yeah. or Pac Man. You choose which one you want to go with. Oh, it's Pac. Um, it's a good match. Pac's doing his shit. We get uh, Black Arrow. Um, after he gets the win with the Black Arrow, he throws on the Brutalizer post-match. Um, the family comes in to try and attack him. Archer comes out, gets involved, and then they're yelling back and forth. I don't understand the Lance Archer 
pack fucking death triangle dynamic that they're trying to create here i just Uh, i'm not the best one uh, to like well that's why i didn't ask you no no i know but i will say that even (laughs) even trying to keep up with what i can't keep up with it felt like it didn't make sense i wasn't sure where this whole alliance came from so archer was a heel that just randomly decided that because eddie kingston said that he didn't lose a battle royal even mm-hmm. though they both got title shots, he was just going to take issue with Eddie Kingston. And then because Pac rescued the Lucha Bros from Eddie Kingston, they're like fighting over who gets to beat up Eddie Kingston. That's literally it. The common denominator is Eddie Kingston. I love Eddie Kingston. He's a fucking jewel. Eddie Kingston's a gem. Oh no, Eddie Kingston's fantastic. I just mean this. Got on the mic. Fighting yes. over who gets to beat up Eddie Kingston and turn which you both can fight him <laughs> exactly. I know, like, Puck took care of him this week, so next week, Zion's Archer sure yeah. can take there care you. of him. Done deal. Uh, then so <laughs> this got me some shit on Twitter. So, as everyone who's listened to the Smack and Raw podcast knows, I don't give two shits about Chuck Taylor. Um, I think he is the <laughs> least common denominator of the best friends, and I constantly put out hashtag fuck Chuck. So I made a little tweet. I said, oh, a Chuck Taylor match. Skip. Hashtag fuck Chuck. And then I had people coming in. Why would you skip this match? It was such a good match. Because I watch AEW on uh, on demand and I watch NXT live. It was such a good right. match. Why would you skip this match? Why wouldn't you watch it? And I tried to explain to them, like, because it's Chuck Taylor. And they're like, well, what's your problem with Chuck Taylor? I'm like, because he calls himself Chuck Taylor, but he doesn't wear Chuck Taylors. And I can't let that abide. Like, I can't abide. Not anymore. That. He calls himself Chuck Taylor and doesn't wear Chuck Taylors. You're like he doesn't wear them anymore. From when I've seen him, and that's all that matters to me, Katie. I don't care what I'm the just, fuck he I'm did before saying. me. I'm just fucking saying, Matt. Wait, wait. <laughs> so this is news to me. So Chuck Taylor used to wear Chuck Taylors. Yeah, I think that I think yeah. that's how he got his name is because he was wearing like his old ring shoes, like were Chuck Taylors. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I'm so okay you continue with it. to do that. I'm okay with it. You can drop it. No. No, if you're going to be called Chuck Taylor, you wear Chucks. Hashtag fuck Chuck. So anyway, I did watch the match, but I'm like trying to explain this to people. And they're like, that's the dumbest reason ever to not like a wrestler. I'm like, yeah, I know. That's kind of why I do it. I'm just here to have fun. Like I'm just talking shit. It's not serious. But anyway, uh, Miro beats Chuck Taylor. And now Chuck's going to be Miro's bitch until the wedding. And I'm super <laughs> excited about that. Like Super fucking excited. I love this. You see Chuck Taylor in like a little... Uh, tuxedo man thong with a leash around his neck and Mira walk him around. No, nobody else. No, no. Is that what a young boy is, or is that a different no. thing? That's a different. No, thing? no, that's no. a different thing. I don't know what kind of porn you're watching, Matt. But that's not that. Well, Google young boy on Pornhub, and you'll see what kind of porn I'm watching. Yeah. <laughs> no. That took a turn. <laughs> you said Are you really surprised though. I did. No, yeah. I'm not. I've done the show like four times. I'm not surprised by a damn thing Matt says anymore. How do you guys feel about uh, this whole with Trent Seven being out, Young Boy story, and uh, Miro and the way they're using him on AEW? Well, I remember that um, people were kind of like going back and forth on this one post where Tony Khan was like talking about how WWE treated Miro so poorly, and they're saying, "Well, you're doing pretty much the same thing." And he's trying, like, people are saying, "Well, it's long-term storytelling and stuff." And I'm like, still, like, I guess I'm on the side where yeah like he's not any better here he's a fucking twitch streamer he's a twitch gamer he got pissed over a damn video game on like when he came when he first came so i i agree i maybe in the future 
they will do something like what they kind of made it seem like they were going to do. But until then, he's just a gamer. He's just a, t- a tw- an angry Twitch streamer. He went out on a storyline that ended in a wedding and he's coming into a storyline that starts with a wedding. Exactly. Crazy. How do you guys feel about... Like oh, the, sorry, Vince. Would you I was have? just going to say, his character seems like he would like challenge you to like a death match if you didn't let him join your Minecraft server or something like that. Like That's what his character seems like to me. I would love to like, see that. That's what, we need. that's what his gimmick should be. Fuck this whole best man thing. Be angry Twitch streamer that that challenges you to duels. And like I'm I'm matches. I'm all about that. Every week we have a small clip of Miro losing at a video game, getting angry, and then choking someone out, leading to a. <laughs> yes, that's how you rage quitting and beating the shit out of somebody. God knows, I wish I could do that. Um, then we had private party and big money Matt backstage or their little interview slash uh, argument because private party decided all of a sudden after signing contracts that 30% wasn't fair. Uh, Katie, you guys were talking about it on your post show. I believe it was big money. Matt is the character, one of his alternate personalities or whatever. Mm-hmm. This all reminds me of like uh, the NWA movie or any movie with a successful black musician. That's got a white manager. Who's, just trying to take all their money and use them for their talent like that's that's exactly what it is like matt's not in his prime anymore private party are fucking in their prime like they kill it when they get the chance to and matt's just like oh well let me just attach myself to this tag team especially because he's not with jeff i mean granted they probably wouldn't be doing too hot right now anyways but he's just after the whole sammy thing he had to reinvent himself again big money Matt and just be a part of one of the best tag teams in AEW so you could say they'd hardly be doing anything <laughs> you know I hate Jeff um <laughs> I know you do <sighs> no I mean I, I guess if they're gonna tell this story and that's the route they're gonna go where this young black tag team is being taken advantage of by Matt Hardy and somehow they get their comeuppance I'm okay with it. It's storytelling. They're doing something with them. It's better than not using them along with the other 50 fucking tag teams that they don't use every week because the entire roster's tag teams, which we found out with the inner circle in the next fucking segment. Fucking love that segment. <laughs> so the inner circle has oh New Year's God. resolutions. Uh, Hager wants championships. Uh, <laughs> Katie's favorite wrestler, MJF, wants to get rid of fat people. <laughs> Um, Sammy Guevara calls Jericho a tag team slut because Jericho said he's now going to team with MJF after formally teaming with Sammy and then teaming with Jake. Uh, Proud and Powerful said, what the fuck? Like, we were the tag team, which I love that they actually did this because I was getting angry every week where Jericho would join a new tag team. It's like, you have a fucking tag team. You get one in a faction. One Mm -hmm. fucking tag team. Everyone else is singles wrestlers going for different titles. Why are you doing this? Why does Jericho have to do this? So they addressed it. And now we're going to get a match next week. It is going to be MJF and Jericho versus Sammy Hager, the Red Rockers, versus Proud and Powerful. And the fact that I know that the majority of the fan base watching AEW did not get that Sammy Hager reference, just like Sammy didn't, really makes me sad. (laughs) I was wondering, because I did get it, but I was wondering, because I thought Sammy... 
I didn't I wasn't sure if he like genuinely didn't get it or if he like was just pl- like he was just it was like a work I guess if you could say that I didn't know he genuinely didn't get the reference Oof. one thing I did want to point out here and Uh-oh. it's just from a lack of like not watching the product like live every week or like sitting down and watching it like you mean like, just watching 23 minute highlight videos yeah you know besides doing that but no the the one thing I took away from this whole segment is it felt like this was MJS faction it felt like he was leading the entire like like team and it just kind of felt like Jericho was just like that crazy uncle in the background just like being I, wild. I think that's the point I think that's what MJF's trying to do he's trying to take over as head of the inner circle he's trying to take that from Chris and Chris is slowly allowing it because MJF's pretty much kissing his ass how does that Not make pretty you feel, much Savannah? Is. As a Jericho know, fan, man, Jericho. how do you feel to see this creep MJF that your friend Katie just absolutely loves take away his faction from him? <laughs> I don't know, man. Chris is the one who formed the inner circle. So the fact that someone's... Two things bother me. The fact that someone's trying to take his spot and the fact that he's letting him take his spot. And actually, a third thing is that he's not realizing that he's taking his spot. He doesn't realize it and he's going to figure out when it's probably too late or when he probably loses Sammy or when the whole inner circle falls apart, which could possibly happen next week. We're seeing like that already take shape where Sammy just going off on Jericho, calling him a tag team slut, that pride and powerful being upset at Jericho for forming multiple tag teams when they're the tag team wrestler. And it feels like MJF is just basically like, no guys, don't worry. We're, I'm gonna write the ship. Like he was leading the entire thing. This is this is exactly what he was doing with Cody, except Cody was able to realize this soon enough. Jericho is so up in his high horse right now in, in kayfabe wise that he's gonna let this takeover happen. And Savannah, you know this being a Bullet Club fan too. Like it's yeah. always that one guy inside that takes over. Kenny did that with AJ. MJF's gonna do that with Jericho. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the whole reason why he wanted actually, to join that the makes, faction. That makes this shirt and vest combo look a little more ironic now because the elite turned on AJ. <laughs> Just kind of thought of that now. Yep. No, I, I, I honestly think that's the whole long-term storytelling is MJF inserted himself into the inner circle to break up the inner circle, which I'm, I'm kind of not happy about because it's the only real, like, legit faction that exists in AEW right now. Like, you've got a bunch of three-man teams tag teams what 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 katie why are you making dark order the dark order is a faction no the dark order dark order is the insane clown posse no they are fucking not (laughs) who hangs out on the hell up no no no, no. we're gonna talk about them because i've got a bone to pick with you and it's our next segment all right let's go (laughs) i listened to the smacked raw aew recap and I specifically heard you say, along with Kevin Crazy, that you were leaning towards being okay with Hangman Adam Page joining the Dark Order. Katie! No! Savannah, shh, shh, shh. Savannah, Savannah, you didn't hear it. Yeah. No, 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 no. no, no. She said Listen, that shit. She did. I, I did. She, shit. Um, I did. <laughs> I'm all flustered now. Listen. I thought you were Savannah. ready. I thought you were ready, Katie. You said Vince, shut up. (laughs) I'm here. I'm all ears, Katie. I want to hear. Listen, Hangman. I know. I know you love Hangman. You are. You are my Hangman. I have two of them up there right now. I know. (laughs) Listen, 
what has Hangman been doing since Kenny dropped him? Literally dropped Being him. wasted for the talent that he is. He has so much potential. I can go on for hours about this. She's so Hangman smart. Thank you for bringing her deserves better. Even not just in AEW, everywhere he's been has never been used to his full potential that I know he could reach. And it may come full circle at some point, but I don't need him joining a faction that's only going to hurt him as a singles wrestler if he joins the damn faction. Because notice how in the inner circle, no one is really a singles competitor. With the exception of Jericho winning and losing the AEW title, no one in the inner circle has ever held singles gold. Ever and it, it doesn't even look like they're gonna. No one's gonna come close anytime soon. So joining a faction is gonna hurt him, especially if you have other sort of like stars that are at gonna be at the same level than like being over like John Silver and you know especially well, you know at some point you know before unfortunately he passed away Brody was probably gonna be up there with him if he joined. So there there's just too much competition for him to get the singles run he truly deserves. So, no, I, I can I, go on more. I know you can, trust me. And I, I can agree with that. I mean, but this is, this is my reasoning for it. Dark Order right now, leaderless. You can say Evil Uno's a leader, kind of. If Hangman joins, which he hasn't wrestled in how long? I don't think he Since fits. Tribute. Two or three weeks ago, yeah. Like, singles-wise. No, I know, I, I understand. And that... I honestly, I think it was against Silver, was it not? Or is that, I, no. It was, it was against was someone it? in the Dark Order, but at least it, no, he'll, I, I hate, he'll get, in, I he'll get in the ring. He'll be able to show off what he can do. Whether it's tagging with Silver and Reynolds, which he has fantastic chemistry with, he has chemistry with the Dark Order. And if you're going to put Hangman, who is a star on his own or in a group, like he did not get the shine he deserved being in the Elite, being in Bullet Club, I know that. Give give him the shot in Dark Order. See where it takes him. Because he's not doing anything right now. He's just or, been drinking backstage. Or get him as far away from the fucking Dark Order as possible and build him up a singles wrestler to take on Kenny Omega. Because but that's actually like, what I think might come full circle at some point. Well, it is a theory, a small theory I might have, especially after what happened, which comes later with the, the elite. But the thing is, is that number one, all kayfabe aside, do you really think it's kind of like I hate to say it, like appropriate to replace Brody as no, the no, 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 not I don't, not like, like fully. You're not gonna be like yes, Hangman you is said, now you want the him leader. To lead it. You want him to be the leader. That was Brody. he's gonna be the one who like he's not gonna be Brody Lee, obviously, because no one can replace Brody Lee. Like he was mm-hmm, the exalted exactly. one. He's just gonna exactly. be their highest member in the Dark Order. They're Which not gonna is call why him the this leader. is why, kind he's of... the tallest. <laughs> <laughs> which is why this is kind of i'm kind of iffy because the bte which i don't watch but the the comedy side of the dark order which is prominent on bte is slowly leaking into my dynamite more and more and more mm-hmm. which is why i said they're running around like the insane clown posse backstage with the masks on oh. no disrespect to the dark order or brody lee but that comedy aspect especially now that brody's gone is more prominent and the serious side of the dark order has kind of evaporated so until they figure out what they're doing with the dark order i feel like it is a very bad idea to shove hangman into that mix when it's kind of in flux and they don't know what they're going to do because then he's also in flux teaming with john silver and that other guy that no one cares about every week doing funny shit yeah and also like 
don't you like do you really think they're gonna let him shine as a singles wrestler there i feel like if he joins the dark order he's just gonna be in a tag team if anything he'll go for the tag titles again which you know he had a fantastic run with kenny but again it really kind of he was basically in and i hate to say it because i still i love kenny too but he was basically in the shadow of kenny and the bucks because they were still kind of like the elite and stuff they were still together they were still cohesive Hangman was in their shadow, and that's I could. That's why I couldn't blame him when he wanted to leave. He was so desperate to leave, and they they didn't understand why because they will never understand why until someone and maybe the Bucks will soon come to understand that what it's like to be some in someone else's shadow, you know, being swept to the side, you know. Like I, I have a couple points before we move on to the next segment. Uh, going off of what Savannah just said, uh, that's probably the most interesting and invested I have been in Hangman in forever is when he decided, I want to be on my own. I want to be my own man. I don't want to be in anybody's shadow. And I feel like they've kind of like went away from that a little bit, him leaning more into the drinking aspect of things, going on off of what Matt said about Dark Order being a little bit more comedy-esque, BET version of Dark Order being on Dynamite. I actually prefer the more serious cult-like faction uh, like aspect of Dark Order. And if that's what Hangman Page was joining i'd be more for it but given that on tv i've it's night and day what you see on dark order with dark order now like i saw their segment it felt very comedy-esque and i don't want that for hangman because you run the risk of him being a comedy guy when he should be a serious contender for that AEW title exactly and that cowboy day shit is just a prime example of what i'm afraid of it's that seeing that really really like i thought it was at first i thought it was funny but it was more like <laughs> like forced laughter like really yeah because it was. i know he's so much more capable of something other than fucking cowboy day like are you serious <laughs> like if that's it. if that's what if that was a taste of what being in the dark order is gonna be like for hangman like no stay and the also, hell away man i will aesthetically pleasing like aesthetically wise Hangman doesn't fit the aesthetic of exactly the dark his whole cowboy persona. No, now unless he's gonna it does be not like fit with the dark order, black like, leather cowboy, and he's gonna like lean into some kind of dominatrix you thing. You might have something there now, Vince. Yeah, <laughs> then I'm, I'm I'm feeling like black leather assless chaps. Yes, then you don't join Dark Order. Now you take Dark Order in a new direction, and now you have something here. I feel now like I'm that. joining you, Katie, and now you're shaking your head. No, now you're out. I put Hangman in black leather yes, assless and- chaps, and now, now it's not okay. Who doesn't want to see Hangman in assless chaps? Come on, man. I agree. I'm like, who wants to? <laughs> see? Savannah be first in line. We got a fan. I'm crazy. We're going to find out next week because after the match, Hangman is supposed to deliver his response as to whether or not he's oh, going to join the Dark Order. That's what I'm order. worried about because next week, Next week happens to be Brody Lee Jr.'s birthday. And I did hear this on your recap because I was able to tune in, but I was late. But I did tune in around that time, Katie, on your on the recap. And um, like <laughs> fucking Kevin was like, you know, how could he say no to joining the Dark Order on Brody Lee Jr.'s birthday? That's what I'm afraid of. Unless mate, like the only thing I can think of is unless like Brody like negative one comes out himself and like personally doesn't want Hangman or something some st- weird shit like that captains I don't know or maybe he like maybe he, maybe negative one thinks like you're replacing my father that's not gonna happen something but if that just me thinking off the top of my head who knows if that's even gonna happen but like because it's his answer is gonna be revealed this Wednesday when he 
when it's his birthday, it just makes it feel like it's probably going to be yes because of the circumstances, which kind of like upsets me. But if it is for negative one, then obviously I can understand, but I still won't exactly be happy about it. I really enjoyed turning Savannah against you there. That was fun, but I won't do it again, Katie. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry, Katie, but no, uh, no, it's Katie, fine. Like, no, 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 Savannah, don't apologize. That's what this is for. No, I'm and no, I was I just going to, I was going to, I was going to say something else, but it's fine now. No, 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 no wait. I want to hear it. <laughs> no, 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 no. I like, I, I can see both sides to everything because I'm not like, I, I'm obviously not because I both do. both sides of Hangman's cheeks on those buttless chats. <laughs> <laughs> that is the bigger question at work here, Katie. That is, how is Vince? How did you expect <laughs> to come on this podcast and not talk about assless chaps? Yes. I mean, I'm not Especially surprised he came up, but like. Vince. I mean, Look. is this really worse than dealing with Kevin? I get what no, you're saying. Worse than dealing with Kevin. <laughs> there is a good chemistry between John Silver, Hangman Page, um, and I could see why you enjoy that. I, I don't mouth his name because he's not important. We don't need no. He's just the other guy. I didn't say his name. Um, so I can see why why that would be appealing, but Hangman is really the only AEW wrestler wrestler that's AEW that wasn't in WWE that I immediately attached myself to. And I was like, that's a fucking, he can go. That's a guy. I'm about that shit. Like I didn't like Kenny. I wasn't a big fan of the Bucks. It is what it is. Savannah. I didn't like Kenny. He's growing I, I on know, me now. Okay. You are with, me. I know. Okay. It's okay. Grow, he's growing on me now. Like, but when he first came in, I'm like, I don't see all the hype. He's just as good as everyone else. Anyway. Oh, but did you wait? Okay. But did you watch Kenny in Japan? No. I watched his match with Jericho, and I was like, "That was not as impressive oh. as everyone said." Okay, before <laughs> makes Savannah leave. <laughs> no, no, I, uh, I, know, I don't, like, I don't, I don't watch uh, New Japan. That is your problem. Then you need to watch him in Japan. That's all I'm going to say because uh, I even went. Whoa, 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 hold on. Wait, 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 real quick uh, before because we do have to move on. But I, I am just going to point out that if he is as good as everyone says he is, and he is an EVP of a company. I should need to go back two years to watch him wrestle. I should be seeing it every week on the show. I don't like how AEW's like. I I like that he's teal, but I hate the Don Callis shit, and I hate that he's not the Kenny that we were promised. I he is not, and that's what really it. upset me. And I've I have gone on full ass rants on in, my Instagram story over how we are never getting New Japan Kenny back like we were promised. And I'm no. glad you brought that up because that was the next segment, and I actually really enjoy Don Callis. I enjoy this whole thing, this door that they have opened up. <laughs> By putting Kenny with Don Callis, sending him to Impact, bringing in the Good Brothers, doing this, it it sets a precedence that we could see Jordan Grace versus Hikaru Shida. We could see mm -hmm. different things happen, different people come in, and you know we had the Good Brothers wrestle on Impact. Kenny is going to go wrestle on Hard to Kill or Hard Justice or Hard Cock, whatever their next Hard to Kill. Is. Hard to Kill. There we go. <laughs> Hard um, Cock. <laughs> um he's gonna go wrestle on that show so like if kenny can go wrestle there there's no reason why uh Britt baker or hikaru shida can, can't go wrestle there or serena deeb or why one of them can't come over tony could be pissed off at don Callis and kenny and say all right well if you're gonna take oh, our is. talent i'm gonna take diana perrazzo diana why don't you come on over to aew and have a match against one of our talent and get seen on a worldwide basis in front of fans and play that up 
it sets a say, precedence by doing this. I'm not against the opportunities that it's brought. I just don't like fucking Don Callis. That's the thing. I don't care about fucking Don Callis. I don't, you love like, I don't like Omega. Him. You love Chris Jericho. But the third guy from Winnipeg you've got a problem with? <laughs> yes, fuck him. Oh, wow. It's because so, he's not blonde, that's why. Yeah. So we set this whole thing up with uh, Kenny and Don backstage and Don saying, yeah, you're his best friends. We're going to go out there, but I think Kenny should have his own entrance. You guys should get to do your own thing, blah, blah, blah. He introduces Kenny first. He kicks our poor boy out of the ring, grabs the mic, and introduces Kenny's best friends, the Good Brothers, the World Tag Team Champions. They come out, and it is them versus Brian Pillman Jr., Griff Garrison, and a man with the dumbest name I've ever heard in my life, Danny Limelight. I don't know where the fuck you got that, but go check out Putting You Over. You might find out because they did have him uh, over on Putting You Over, so go check that out. They're good people. The Bullet Club, or whatever you want to call them, what is it? Kyle calls them the Bully Bully Club? Uh, Bully Elite Club. Bully Elite Club. Uh, (laughs) I told him it was bad, too. Don't worry. I was like, I can't be the only one who thinks that's worse than Don Callis. Uh, they get the win. Mox comes out angry, not caring that it's three on one. Goes to attack the Lucha Bros for whatever reason. Decide to come down and save Mox and get involved. That I don't... was weird. No, because think... it was the Bucks. The Bucks came out first, and they were trying to like talk Mox, Mox out of like you know, like they were trying to talk him out of it. Like trying that was at to the like end. stop the Bucks him. Came out no, that last. was that. Yeah, the Bucks no, came out last. That was... They did. I yep. thought, yeah, oh, because because oh, Lucha, right. Never yeah, mind. I'm mixing it up. Because then, then think, they came out, and then that's when Lucha Bros super kicked them, and then yep, that's yeah, I mixed no, it up. Lucha yeah. Bros attack the Good Brothers, and then like the whole locker room empties to try and separate them, but they keep going. Then finally, the Young Bucks come down, and they're just trying to stop Moxley. Like they're not. You'd think after being shunned <laughs> by Kenny, after him saying you're my best friends, we're gonna go do this, and then getting swept aside for the good brothers that maybe you'd be on Mox's side. Like I expected the bucks to come out first and have Ken maybe have Moxley's back, but no, they, they waited, they hung out, they watched shit happen. And they came out and tried to stop Mox from getting into a fight and they caught super kicks, which is what they deserve because the fuck, how are you gonna get punked out like that? Like, come on. I think I will say one thing I will say before, like, is that I like how, like the WWE, they bring out the wrestlers they absolutely never use to try and break up the fight. That's what they did. (laughs) Well, I think, like, me and Kevin, I think, talked about it. This could very well lead to, like, an AEW versus Impact type scenario. And it's going to be interesting to see where the Bucks will lie. Like, because Kenny's more than likely going to be Team Impact because his relationship with the good brothers don Callis, and obviously you could have mox leading the charge for AEW, and it'd be very interesting if they do it correctly to see where the bucks loyalty lies to the company they built or to their best friend definitely the company they built you would think but also too they have bad blood with impact you know so i was gonna say the whole you know especially if you read their book they were absolutely I mean, yeah, that's true. It's like, it, WWE might as well have booked them in Impact because it was bad. Like that was you before. Know, especially Don if you Callis read their book and uh, the other guy, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I believe so. Yeah, so Max and Jeremy, yeah. like, Sharon will they make a return, or will Matt and Nick remain with us? Um, 
after that, we had probably the biggest clusterfuck. Uh, I was not a fan of the waiting room. I here's my thing. So Cody really comes out. Funny. He doesn't really get to say anything. Britt talks over him, introduces Jade. She cuts her promo about not waiting. She threatens a pregnant woman, mm-hmm. uh, slaps Cody, and then Red Velvet shows up, which, again, don't understand why Red Velvet gives a shit because Brandy hasn't had her back for months now. And, and then she gets pregnant, and she will no longer have her back. Exactly. The women's locker room empties and tries to separate them. Then Britt's playing with her phone. And there's a video of her beating up Thunder Rosa, who then just pops up and cuts a pr- promo, which was actually good, making the match for Beach Break, which Britt had a shit fit about because she's not happy. She Tony said she didn't have to do it, but now she, the match is made. It was just, it was way too much for one segment. Mm-hmm. You crammed too much in, and there wasn't any kind of like break or transition from one thing to another. Things just kept happening. Yep. It was a lot in my I face. Will say- that I loved Britt in the entire segment. I mm. thought she was gold. I I don't know, just something about it just felt right. It felt perfect to me. I, I liked, she stood out to me in, inside the entire clusterfuck. When Cody was there, it made sense. Like even like the whole like contract they obligated, like pyro, like in the entrance. Uh, I think once Jade and everybody else came in, I think that's when things got a little messy. Uh, Thunder Rosa, you said she cut a great promo. I speak both languages and i thought it was a promo it was more on the ember moon-esque type promos for me uh it was i I didn't like it i was not a fan of it i didn't think her delivery was all that well maybe it it translates better when you don't understand that's not mad that's like trashing her (laughs) that's not mad that's i didn't like the promo man you continue to like I didn't like the promo. I thought the delivery wasn't there. I just didn't. Th- I didn't think it was all there. Like I was all for Brit and everything she was doing in, her, in that entire segment. She was the star. She yeah. stood out to me. She put the title on her. Jeez. Do you, Do you think that things would have been different without the whole clusterfuck with Jade and Cody and stuff? Like if it was just the waiting room with Brit and then Thunder Rosa interrupts and then it just kind of like you cut that whole it middle felt, chunk out. Do you think that would have been better? I feel yeah. like it would have been better, and I honestly feel like it was two waiting room episodes bunched in together. Like they could have yeah. done the Cody yeah, it was a one merger, and then the Th- like... Thunder Rosa one. So that's what mm-hmm. it felt like to me. But they have something here with the waiting room. I feel like I would actually like to see an actual waiting room where there are wrestlers sitting outside waiting for Britt to call them in for an interview, <laughs> and there's just a small segment of them like having a conversation, and then the person or like that doesn't maybe get one of them's in- like. I was going to say the person that doesn't get called in this week is still in the waiting room next week. We just assume they've been there for a week, just waiting. (laughs) Wearing the same thing. That's what I want to see. That would actually be really funny. That that, that sounds sounds great. (laughs) That sounds Uh, good. That's a good idea. Thank you. Uh, Then we had FTR defeat Jurassic Express. This is Marco Stunt, who's got balls (sighs) the size of two of Dax's head. Uh, along with Jungle Boy, <laughs> FTR gets the win here. But uh, I mean, Travis always says Travis is my co-host, who uh, or was my co-host is he'll be here about once a month. Um, always said it should be Marco Stunt and Luchasaurus. That that's the money tag team from that group. You don't think so? No. Why not? No. I feel like between the th- oh well. No, oh, no. Go ahead, Savannah. Good. I was just gonna say that I like kind of like how we I know we talk about factions, but I feel like with three man tag teams, I feel like Jungle Boy could be the singles competitor of the three. 
I feel like he's more than likely to win like the TNT title than the other two. Oh, well, for sure. But like, I don't think Marco should even, I mean, listen you want him being the one who just distracts and runs around yeah like i i give marco props like for being as small as he is and he's going out there and he's he's honestly killing it but the chemistry jungle boy and luchasaurus have is kind of unbeatable but i can also see jungle boy who is a star i mean he went toe-to-toe with jericho lasted the 10 minutes or whatever has has had fantastic matches against mjf I, it's, it's like the whole hangman thing i can see both sides of it i can see him just being with luchasaurus oh. and marco kind of just being their mascot as ftr calls them or <laughs> jungle boy being the star that he will be at least in the next like year or two going against mjf that's fair go ahead i was gonna say jungle boy feels like he's two years away from being two years away like he feels like he has potential and he could be a future star but he's still like ways away from getting there to me i feel like he's still very green i feel like him and griff garrison seem like they would they would fit well together because they could be like twins like you could just <laughs> pretend they're brothers kind of like edge and christian yeah like not really brothers but they are and you just stick those two together and let them you know marinate for a little while mm-hmm. um my favorite match of the night serena deeb versus take Conti. first off uh take Conti killed it that is the person i want to see join the dark order i don't give a fuck about hangman joining but please exactly. put take Conti in the dark order her that that ass latinas do a better all of it dark order stamp it i'm with it yeah i'm surprised she hasn't yet because like especially I with anna J being her best friend i like in the tag team when they had like the women's tag team thing was an energy or partner then mm-hmm. yep. i thought i thought around that time she would have probably joined but... i like those two together and i gotta say anna jay is you know first off i i looked up anna jay to see a how old she was and b who trained her um well no because i was gonna make a point because i see all these people on twitter talking about and who's got a who's got the best ass anna jay or tay conti blah 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 and it's like are you guys the same people that were mad about the Mysterio Buddy Murphy thing when you're in your 30s, you like foaming over the mouth over Anna Jay's ass? She is 21 or 22, I believe. So she's not 19. I, I'm with you, but she is at least of legal drinking age. So there's that. Yeah. Well, oh, it's neither of them. It's hangman with those assless chaps. I agree. Fucking. So uh <laughs> that's why I looked it up. But while I looked it up, I saw that the people that trained her to wrestle are Glacier and QT Marshall. Yeah. That is not what I would put down on my resume. <laughs> she needs to hit up Billy Kay to like shore up that resume of her. Yeah, something. <laughs> no, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I don't give two shits about QT Marshall, his athlete ass. Um, and Glacier is Glacier. He was a sub zero knockoff in WCW that went nowhere. But Tay Conti, I mean, she can fucking go. WWE really lost a star in her. Those arm drags, the kicks, like everything she did against Serena and Serena being Serena who sells like shit. And by the way, Luke Gallo, Serena Deeb, that is what, two thirds of uh, Straight Edge Society events that we had on AEW? How'd you feel about that, your little group? I love it. Part of? Love it. I, I think we just need a CM Punk cameo appearance. Kind of like Ooh, if we could get Gallows, Deeb, and CM Punk just like backstage running into each other. Joey Mercury. Joey Mercury in there. He was, he was in there towards the end of the faction. Was he? Yeah, he was. I don't even remember him being a part of that. Uh, trust me, I do. They need to push Tay Conti. <laughs> she's, uh, she's definitely got some talent. She's got a future. 
Mm-hmm. And then we finish it with Darby Allen defeating Brian Cage, retaining the new TNT title, which everyone said is redesigned, but they really just changed the color of the strap, and I don't consider yeah. redesigned, but that's neither here nor there. Um, the strap is important, Matt. We addressed this last week. Yeah, no, and my wife agreed with you, and it hurt me to my soul, so fuck you for that. Um, <laughs> here's the thing. Sting actually did something. He came down and hit someone with the fucking bat. He didn't just stand there and scare people. He hit Ricky with Starks the fake with the bat. Snow. Stark sold the shit out of it. And then as I posted in the SmackDraw family group chat, someone pointed out that there is a story here that he lost that TNT title match to Cody using a crucifix. And Taz interviewed him post-match and criticized his crucifix. And Darby said, I know how to do it. I don't need you to tell me, which is kind of what led to the Taz-Darby issue. So now Darby used that crucifix to beat Taz's boy and get the pin and kind of like a fuck you. I told you I knew how to do this because a lot of people weren't happy with the finish of the match and the way it went down. But if you look at it from that aspect of Mm -hmm. he used the move that Taz said he didn't know how to do right to get the win over Taz's guy, that's some pretty damn good storytelling. Yeah. It's probably the only time like a roll-up could be really acceptable. Exactly. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have come to the end of AEW Dynamite, which means I have one question and one question only for you. AEW spit or swallow. I'm uh I'm a I'm on the fence here, man. I'm a gargle undecidedly. <laughs> That's fair. You can do that. That's an option. Katie. I gotta think for a second. I was actually trying to think of my answers for these before I came on and I forgot. Um, I love the shirt, by the way. It's a, it's a very nice shirt. Oh, this one? Yeah. What? Crazy. We, we got to get you one with the new design, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you do. Um, I'll, I'll, I'm with Vince. I'll garble. Savannah? Okay. Um, for... <laughs> The women's match, I'll swallow, but for the rest, I'll gargle. <laughs> okay. okay. I'm swallowing solely on Tay Conti. I will swallow Tay Conti. surprising. And I'll swallow Tay Conti three days a week. And Hangman and Ass. Well, that didn't oh, happen. You know what? No, I can't... no. no that's I'm true, a swallow but... now just because of the assless chap reference. That's <laughs> something that should happen. I'm swallowing assless chaps. That's what that, we're doing. Be, that's the, yeah. Because yes. we brought... One good thing came out of Dynamite, assless chaps of leather... It didn't actually happen, though. That's what oh, I said. I can't here. swallow on here, not getting assless chaps. Here, that's, no, Vince, that's not how that's happened. Don't this. take this from me, damn it. I'm taking it from yeah, you. Katie. Shut up, Savannah. No. <laughs> Vince, tweet out hangman assless chaps. See if we can get that going like Bailey and Shorts. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Bailey and Shorts um, is never going to die. It's not. Uh, Savannah, where would you like to go next? NXT, Raw, or SmackDown? Let's do NXT because I watched it this morning. <laughs> Beautiful. It's Vince's favorite show. And we kick it off with some bullshit. Uh, Candace cheats to beat the best woman on the roster, Shotzi Blackheart, uh, in her fantastic mm-hmm. tank. And RN is coming around to see the light that Shotzi is fucking amazing. So that's a plus. Wait, he didn't think so? No. He does he not like it. Shotzi entrance. What? He doesn't like the tank. He doesn't like the house. He's, he's, he's coming around to the tank. He's coming around. Okay. Because I'm thinking like that's probably the most unique entrance that anyone has ever had. You know, because you'd see the tank seems like something that regular re- regular wrestlers, but like people would do like for pay per view entrances, for not just their every every typical week entrances. 
it seems like a pay-per-view entrance and the fact that she does it every time she competes no matter where it is i think that's badass i think it's cool so i'm gonna teach you something real quick katie uh i'm recording so when everyone watches this they're only gonna see what i see so if she's that's all that matters that i mean you're right technically right now everyone's watching you just point at your crotch because there's no one below you on my screen (laughs) there's no one below what no it's me in the upper right hand corner it's vince in the left you're below Vince, and then Savannah's below oh. So there's no I mean, one below whatever. you. You're just pointing down your crotch right now for no reason. <laughs> whatever. Whatever. Hilarious. Hilarious. Uh, but yeah, no, Candace cheated. Uh, my, my, my love, Shotzi Blackheart. Uh, and I'm hurt. Vince, thoughts? Uh, this is your a- show. This is, this is your thing. It, it, was, it was a really good match, man. Honestly, like... I thought it was a good buildup because it set up what led up later on in the night where Shotzi needed a partner for the ter- for the Dusty Cup, and we're bound to have the way like the female ver- part- segment of the way face off against Shotzi and Ember Moon at some point. So excited! I fucking called that. <laughs> I, the minute it happened, I thought of you, Matt. That's not the only thing that I. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. SmackDown. It was a really so, good week for me. This so week. Giddy. really good week. So giddy. He's so happy. Um. Then we had Dunn, Lorcan, and Birch. So we need to decide on a name for this group, especially with Pat McAfee not there, because they're not for the brand. They don't call them Kings of NXT anymore, but I need to call them something, even if it's just for the show, because as, again, we're going to talk about on SmackDown, things I say on the show just manifest themselves on the WWE television, and I'm super excited for it. Uh, so we got to figure out a name to call Dunn, Lorcan, and Birch. <laughs> like, like, just like an any name? Well, I mean, something entertaining and fun. We're not just because I don't really ever since AEW, I haven't really kept up with NXT. Like, I watch occasionally, but they're this might be a dumb question. They're British, right? They're that's wait, two thirds of them are British, two, two yeah, two thirds are okay. Okay, but we're going with the two thirds that we're trying to come up with a name for the two thirds who are right, no, or no, all so, three. So, uh, I believe Danny I, I Birch and Pete Dunn are British, yes. oh, and Oni okay, Lorkin then... is not. Oni's American. Oh, okay. Then my name. Then my name isn't a good idea because it's got. It was gonna be H, HBB instead of Heartbreak Kid, Heartbreak Brits. Okay. Okay. I <laughs> say really we call them D Lo, D for Dunn, L for Lorkin, and O for. Oh, wait, no, that doesn't. Work. <laughs> you f- God damn it! <laughs> I was you just don't want to include Danny Burch. I was so excited, but I, was- I was like, wait, he just said Lorkin and Oni. God damn it! Ah, uh, <laughs> boo. <laughs> Vince, NXT is your show. You suck, boo. <laughs> they could be D.O.B., Dunn, Oni, and Birch. D.O.B.? Or D.O.D., Dunn, Oni, Date and... Date of birth. <laughs> P.O.D. Date of birth. Pete, Oni, Bond. and Danny. P.O.D. Sure. So P.O.D. interrupts if Finn Balor. Only, if, if only one of them had a V, it could be P, uh, P.O.V. And By the way, this is the, this is now the Shockmaster because we have smacking a raw finger wrestling, and I'm going to make that shirt. <laughs> so okay um so pod interrupts finn balor's promo where he's putting over kyle o'reilly as an opponent but saying you're just not on my level uh talking about how kyle's ch- jaws fucked up now too um they kind of jump him and then o'reilly of all people makes the save but it's still three on two then comes strong and cole uh and they run off pod and then Kyle and Finn kind of glare sexually at each other. I, I wasn't sure what was going on. 
Why are you rolling your eyes? Do not tell me that you could not cut that sexual tension with a knife between those two. Uh, I felt it. They were eye-fucking the shit out of each other. No, they were not. This is the whole RN with Sting thing all over again. How? We did point out that RN and I basically serve the same purpose. To piss me off in some way, shape, or form. No, that's what Kevin I thought that was Kevin. No, Kevin Kevin pisses me off fully. RN sometimes. I feel like we more annoy you. More or less. I, feel like I don't know like, why you are so against the sexual tension. I just I'm not. It's I'm there. You can cut it with a knife. I just I personally didn't see it. Live what I'm sex okay. celebration between Kyle. No, no, no. We're as not bringing this up consensual. again. As long as it's no, consensual. stop. All right. So Dexter Loomis is sending uh, nudes to Austin and Johnny. Uh, Hand drawn nudes. Uh, he, he after drew Johnny, like one of his French girls. Yeah, yes, thank you. <laughs> Best tweet of the week, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Sorry, Dexter Katie. sends a drawing to Austin. Uh, he opens it up, hands Johnny to him. Austin's laughing, then realizes there's one of him in there too. Johnny, meanwhile, is singing Candace's praises for her bullshit back alley win uh, that she shouldn't have got over the best wrestler on the roster. And then uh, Johnny is upset, and we find out we've got Dexter versus Johnny later tonight. Uh, then in, as RN put it, and I agree a completely pointlessly long match, uh, the jobbers ever rise go way too long against former NXT UK tag team champions. Mm -hmm. These guys are tag team champions from NXT UK and the guys that lose to everyone really made them struggle to get this win. And I was very disappointed, but grizzled young veterans move on and they go back to catering where they belong, regardless of what wreak havoc thinks about their potential. I don't know about their potential, but hey, you know, good wrestling. It was a good wrestling match. You know, if you take the context out of the fact that it was Everrise <laughs> against Grizzly Young Vets, it was a really good wrestling I just match. feel like I've seen so many versions of Everrise and it's not going to go anywhere. Like, they're a knockoff Rockers. They're a knockoff Young Bucks. They're a knockoff uh, Midnight Express. Like, they're just, they're not going to go anywhere, in my personal opinion, at least in the current state that they're in. They need a repackaging if they're going to do something with them. Speaking of packages, Giant Gonzalez had an awesome-ass video package. I need that to manifest itself on NXT. No, it's not. That one sure as fuck is not going to. As much as you want it, it's not. That one's not going to She's happen. looking like a beast, and I am really stoked for her versus EO because that has got to be coming. She beat Rhea. She pinned EO in uh, War Games. Like War that, games. That's got to be coming. So Giant Gonzalez, EO Shirai, I'm all for it. For Takeover. Yeah. Um, Shotzi and Ember, as we said, tag team. I fucking called it. I put it out in the world. It manifested itself, and it is probably the greatest tag team in the entire Women's Dusty Cup. Uh, I'm going to say, out. or in general, like in WWE. Like Imagine Shotzi and Ember coming out on the tank together in war poses, angry and howling. You're going to get a fucking eclipse, and then I don't even know what Shotzi calls her coffin drop because it's not a coffin drop. I need to figure that out. Because they haven't really called it anything when she does it. So, isn't it like the ball pit or something? No. I, no. She yells, Welcome to the ball pit, but I don't think it's called the ball pit. I can look, yes. I can try and look it up. You're very good at that, and I'd appreciate it. <laughs> you found out that it was RN's anniversary tonight in like 15 seconds. I literally, I went he on the channel and know. I just. <laughs> he didn't even know it was his anniversary until you. He didn't. <laughs> I caught it like. 
10 minutes before midnight hit. Uh-huh. And then nice. the fucking way does it again because now Johnny's cheating Dexter Loomis out of a win. My two favorite people on NXT both got cheated by the way. Apparently they don't know the way. That's <laughs> that's the way to piss Matt off, apparently. Yeah, no, fuck. Why that. isn't there Boo. why isn't there entrance music the way by Ariana Grande? <laughs> or copyright <laughs> i was gonna say the way by fastball but that's because i'm old as fuck so uh we're gonna move on um dexter loomis gets his grips on theory and is choking him johnny tries to break it up kushida runs some interference and takes it to johnny gargano obviously setting up kushida versus gargano for the north american title and hopefully some very uncomfortable heidenreich-esque austin theory dexter loomis moments that i'm super excited for you want him to get pinned against the wall like like uh, like Heidenreich pinned Michael Cole? Yes. Actually, you know what I really want? I want Austin Theory at the urinal and for the lights to go out and then Dexter to just like, as they come on, he's just breathing in his ear really close to him while he's trying to pee. That's what I want. <laughs> That's not social distancing, Matt. We have rules in the urinal. He'll wear a, a mask. <laughs> No, no, man. No. It's a two-year-old separation rule that we've had even before COVID, man. You should know this, Matt. I do, but that's what makes it creepy. Vince is ignoring it. If he's just standing in the... I mean, I guess he could be standing two stalls over just staring daggers at Austin Theory, making him yeah. uncomfortable. That That's okay, too, I guess. Not as fun, but... But do you really think he would be the one to, like, respect the distance? Like... She is so smart. Thank you guys for bringing her on. I agree with everything she has You're said welcome. tonight, except for Kenny Omega. Um, <laughs> okay, you know what? I'm gonna. I changed my mind. <laughs> you need to keep she this. leaves. She cuts off. <laughs> I know. Bye. We got a. We got Pod backstage addressing the UE attack and how they're gonna get revenge. Then we have the sit down between Chapa and Thatcher uh, with Wade Barrett. Uh, how'd you guys feel about the sit down precursor to next week's fight pit? Why do you hate Champa? Me? Yeah, you. No, I fucking love Tommaso Champa. This segment was just oh. stupid. I didn't like oh, wait, this. He I girl. actually missed the segment, was... so I can't add anything to it. You this. didn't miss much, Vince. <laughs> yeah, no, it was just your typical, like, it's. it was pretty much kind of like, it might as well have been like a contract signing. It kind of reminded me of when Shinsuke Nakamura and AJ Styles had that contract signing with Paige for money in the bank or something like that. And like AJ just ended up slapping Shinsuke. I thought something like that was going to go down, but it was just a bunch of surprising. Well, it was that you're telling Ciampa, hey, you came after me. And uh, Ciampa basically saying, I'm going to fuck you up in the fight pit. And he goes, don't you know, like my record in the fight pit, which doesn't count because there's only been one and one guy had to win. <laughs> So, like, saying I'm undefeated in the fight pit when there's only been one fucking fight pit is not a valid argument, all right? Yeah. I won one match. Oh, okay. Good for you. I just it's think like it's saying like, you're on a streak. Yeah. It's, well, it's still like the... It's like, I think it's just, like, a heel thing, especially, like, in WWE. Remember when Kevin... O after Finn Balor lost the Universal title for holding it for one day, and then Kevin Owens won, he held it, like, the next Monday night, where I was like, I'm the longest reigning Universal champion ever. Like, respect that is me. I think it's something like that. It could be something like that. That's fair. That's but fair. that's Kevin Owens though, and that was gold. This didn't feel like that's what they were going. <laughs> no, I didn't say it was Vince, gold, but I'm just saying that's probably why he said it. <laughs> no, but based on what you guys are telling me, it didn't no, sound like oh, that's like, what they were going. Was, I agree. I, I agree. I didn't like the segment, but I'm just saying that could be the reason why he said it. 
You didn't I'm even not see saying that it was gold because you said it. Vince ain't seen that shit. I saw that shit. I recapped that shit. Uh, and you're recapping you it again. Shit? We're also I'm, I'm, I recap all the time. Swerve and mm-hmm. Atlas lose to MSK. And I'm actually really happy about this because as great as Swerve and Atlas were, I did not want to see MSK lose in their debut match. Uh, and it was a great match. Yes, like, they tore it up. Those so, rascals. I have never seen anything from the rascals prior to either, this. But I was real. I was really impressed also because I had never seen the Rascals. I have a friend who always talks about them to me, but I've never seen them personally. <laughs> oh, I, that's from Desmond Xavier. And I know that because I got him, I got my friend, that same friend, a cameo from him for a birthday. And he did that. He was like, Desmond that, that's Xavier. their, that's the Rascal so, thing. That's their, like their thing. Oh, well, well I don't know. I don't fucking watch them. Oh, I love the fucking Rascals. Like me and my sister and, and like all our friends, we go to all these indie shows here in Chicago and in the Midwest area, and they're always wrestling. We fucking love the Rascals. So when Desmond Xavier or, you know, Jackie Wesley. Chan, <laughs> Jackie Chan and uh, Chris Tucker showed up, you know, the Carter and Lee reference. Like I didn't notice that until like, afterwards on Twitter, someone pointed it out. But how ironic is it that it's Lee and Carter? You know who pointed it out? You want to shout them out and give them some credit? No, I have no idea. Okay, you're just going to steal their shit? Yes. Wow. Fucking rude. Twitter user. Shout out. cheat steal. Also, Um, I'm bringing it back. Um, Shotzi's finisher has no name. It's literally just called the diving senton. See? There we go. That's why I don't know it. And it needs a name. Uh, Another thing that I need... What does MSK stand for? We don't know. I don't know. know. We don't know yet. Mean Street Kids? Kind of like the Mean Street Posse? No, is that what we're going with? Do I have to look that up too? If it has no, a name, I, yet? I don't think it does. They definitely didn't say it. If it does, um, they definitely did. Said who is MSK? Not what is MSK? Wait, what, what, what were the names? Nash Carter and Wesley Lee, or like what yeah, Wesley. No, it's Wesley. It's kind of like Stanley, but Wesley. Yeah. Wesley and Nash Carter. Uh, my, fr- <laughs> I, I want to shout out my friend Lizzie. You can find her on Twitter at Horchata. Uh, she oh, made the <laughs> That's a great name. She's uh, like Nash Carter sounds like the most white trash name there is. It's perfect for for Zach, and they, they she gets along with Zach. So it, that's whole Zach's thing is like he's white trash, you know, basically. So it's like a perfect name for him. So shout out to Lizzie. Shout okay, to so the- I'm gonna do this for the people that are actually over. Uh, were born like before 1995 since you guys are all fucking young as shit um there was a game called double dragon and they made a movie called double dragon and in it you had jimmy lee and billy lee and there is a scene in there where uh they're being made fun of and picked on and uh they're talking about their names and he's like which one of you is ugly because their last name was lee and i fucking loved it so uh that's what wesley reminded me of is bill lee and Jim Lee, yeah. Anyway, moving on. I thought it was funny, man. Fucking children. Um, <laughs> thank you, Katie. Uh, Scarlet's tarot card reading, which seduced the shit out of me, um, literally has me on a Pornhub uh, latex deep dive right now. Um, really cool. Sets up her, you know, possible future opponents that we can see for Karrion Cross in the future, and where his goals lie ultimately being taking that title from Finn Balor. Um, mm-hmm. I really love everything they've been doing with Scarlett and Cross. And that was, like I said last week, probably one of the best matches I saw from Cross was his match against Damian Priest. I really enjoyed mm-hmm. that. Um, 
Then we got Zia Lee. Whew. Yeah, we got fucking Wesley and Zia Lee and just anyway. Um, this I, I like this better because this went a lot quicker. She came out and just whooped some fucking ass. Yep. And then you've got uh, whoever the fuck that is up on the <laughs> rampway giving her the finisher sign like Today's Shang Tsung. Yeah. Just give her the finisher and then she ended the match. I, I enjoy that. Her just chilling like Shang Tsung in her little throne. Yeah, I was about calls. to make a Shang Tsung reference. <laughs> I love it. Your soul uh, is mine. Oh, I fucking... So, my dream match is this new version of Xia Lee versus Io Shirai. I feel like that match would slap. I'm actually kind of hoping that these... Like, we find out who this is, and these two enter the Dusty Women's Cup. I think it's too soon for that, Matt. No, nah, I'm about it. I want it to happen. No, I'm now. all for it. I want it to happen. I just it think just it's maybe too, too soon. Too soon. Uh, we also had a Casey Express promo where they basically said, we want everyone to underestimate us. Underestimate like us because we're going to win. I like them. They're cool. Did you just laugh at Casey Express? Because that's what they were called. I like they dropped they the actually. Big... Yes. Yeah. Casey Cananzaro and, and Caden Carter. Casey, Casey Express. That's what they They've went had by. this name for like a year now. I didn't make that dumb shit up. I just don't like it. <laughs> well, they well, they don't call like the two of them like outside of NXT do not call themselves that. They call themselves Team Ninja, which is what I call them. That would be way better. Go with Team Ninja. I mean, might be a little offensive, but I'm okay with it. I mean, Case Kenzara was on American Ninja Warrior. So Yeah, I thought so, that was why they called that's why. themselves Team, team American oh, okay. Ninja. Okay, it's because like Zia Lee might get angry and fuck them up. She might take yeah. exception well, to that. Then even better for a better reason for them to call it that. There you go. You want Zia Lee to beat people up? There you go. Oh, yeah. I want Zia Lee to beat me up, honestly. I took a kick. I mean, kind of same. <laughs> oh my god. I'm like, okay, I'm not I'm glad I'm not the only weird one who like who would love to get beat up by someone. Yeah. Because I always ask Katie, I always say, Oh, Kenny Omega can like give me a beat trigger. That's very true. That sounds <laughs> uh, or like on impact when he choked out Motor City Machine Guns and Rich One with a shirt. I put on my story, I said, Well, I like how much do you want? I'll pay you to choke me with your shirt, Kenny. Savannah, you need to follow my friend Lizzie at Horchata. She does all these kind of tweets all the goddamn. Yeah, man. Yeah, that is me. If useful, if you see my stories, that is me on Instagram all the time. And I, yeah, I Savannah's Kenny thirsty I want... for Kenny. Kenny, Hangman, and Jericho for sure. Those are like the three. Four horsemen, yeah. if you want to include maybe I'm AJ seeing a blonde or Matt theme here. So so what you're saying is you would let Kenny Matt take Jackson is a you blonde. would take Kenny's V trigger? Hell yeah. Would you let Kenny take your V-trigger? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. Yes, yes, yes. I guess we are. I heard <laughs> We're all adults no, here. No, it's all right. I made sure. We're I checked all, ID. All of, for all of these v <laughs> I oh, checked IDs. I'm not even joking. The answer <laughs> would be yes. I've been on the show four Kenny times, I hope. Uh... I like how Katie's the one that's more shook by these comments than Savannah. Savannah's like, yeah, I'm, I'm all for this. The answer would be yes. Oh, I know, but it just catches me off guard every time she says it. It's fucking hysterical. I love it. Our main event was Brizongo losing to the Undisputed Era. Uh, we had 
POD come down and attack Kyle O'Reilly, and it looked like they were going to fuck his face up real good. They had him pressed up against that uh, truss, the, like the beam. The scaffolding is what I'm calling yeah. it. Um, Finn comes down and makes the save. Saves Kyle O'Reilly's job, but uh, Finn gets dropped. I'm actually all for Pete Dunn versus Finn Balor. I actually kind of want Pete Dunn to be the one to take the title off Finn. I know it's not going to happen because it's probably going to be cross, but I'd love to see Pete Dunn with a little nxt title run after the run he had as nxt uk champ um i just I want him to that. put a strap in his mouth again <laughs> phrasing oh <laughs> uh, like a strap like like what they call a championship belt in wrestling you know like yeah strap. well you sir you, do you know what show you're on i'm like do you know i was gonna say that i was like do you know what no i'm basically at? addressing rn's concerns from last week's podcast saying like i'm not as vulgar as i need to be I told RN I bring it out in you. Like I, I've been slowly drawing that out of you over. Oh, the it's long. always been there, baby. I, just, I know. Like, I'm, I'm just I'm bringing it to the it. surface. I bring it out of everyone. I bring it out of Katie. I've brought it out of Savannah here tonight, where we just talked about Kenny taking her V trigger. Um, <laughs> I would absolutely let him. <laughs> you are never going to be able to hear that again on AEW and not laugh. Just so you know. I know. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to be very weird Like I'm going to just be thinking about that every time I thirst over Kenny on my story now (laughs) Especially blonde Kenny NXT spit or swallow I swallow NXT every week You know this Unless you guys want to cover Breezango versus Undisputed Era a little more in depth I will say this That I had the prediction that uh, Breezango were going to advance because uh, D.O.B. or whatever You dubbed them We're going to yeah, POD. We're gonna go ahead and like screw Adam Cole and and Roderick Strong out of that match somehow. You are and Hispanic think, and you can't. You're fucking a POD. You know what? You know what? <laughs> they sang Rey Mysterio's theme song. I didn't make that connection until just Disgrace. now. What the fuck? Dishonor. Dishonor. Booyaka, booyaka, Vince. You are, Jesus Christ. You're no longer Delgado. You're like Davis. <laughs> Daddy Davis. Daddy, Daddy Davis, <laughs> make the shirt. So anyway, continue, Vince. I'm I'm sorry, you just. Uh, <laughs> no, so yeah. Good. So I was just kind of like under the impression that the whole undisputed era versus POD like rivalry wasn't going to be finished, and this was a way to go ahead and advance Brizango without them taking the loss. Obviously, that wasn't the case. Well, mind but you- I mean, I feel I feel like attacking Kyler O'Reilly was part of that. And POD is still part of the tournament, so we may see Undisputed Era versus Lorcan and Birch uh, later on. Hopefully, that that's that's where I hope it goes. I'm just kind of disappointed Breezango didn't advance and got eliminated in the first round. I love Breezango. Are Lorcan and Birch in the Dusty Classic? No, I think the winners face them. Okay, so then that'll be the story: is them trying to keep Undisputed Era from getting to them. Oh, mm-hmm. so that. Oh, okay, okay. So now. It so do you think? So, you, so do you think Undisputed Era is gonna win again? Oh, they have to. This is a new combination. This is probably a very deathly combination. Yeah, and it has Sean Adam, and Adam Cole. Cole, baby, and you have the Messiah, the Backbreaker, Roderick Strong. Like Jesus, you know. Okay, but yeah, but Adam Cole. I no, I heard it um a few weeks ago, and it still kind of hurts every once in a while. At, so at don't mind me. At the candy factory. <laughs> yes, at the candy factory. Bastard. <laughs> Is it my turn next? Do I go? We haven't done Spitter Swallow yet because Vince wanted to dive oh, yeah, Vince. a little deeper. So oh. now NXT Spitter Swallow, anyone can start. Go ahead, Vince. 
I swallow NXT every week. You know this. Whether it's good or bad, I swallow NXT. Honestly, just off of that Finn Balor promo alone, I'm swallowing that episode because that was a very good promo. Um, I will also swallow NXT. The tag team, like the Dusty Classic shit is always good. And I mean, Adam Cole. So. Savannah? Um, I'm also going to swallow NXT because this is the first time in a while that I've watched and it was mostly because I was going to be on here and I knew we were going to talk about it. So that's really the only reason why I watched today. And it was actually, I really liked it. So yeah, I'm going to swallow because of that. Well, we're four for four. Uh, I'll be swallowing as well. Uh, it, you had a bunch of really good shit here. I love the Xylee shit. I really liked uh, the Undisputed Era that advanced throughout the night and the beatdown. Obviously, little bits with Scarlet here or there. It was a lot. It was very promo heavy and very like... Uh, interview and segment oriented it was very broken up not as much action as we normally get on an nxt but i enjoyed it so yeah. uh it's good shit. <laughs> it's good shit uh where would you like to go next smackdown or raw uh, let's just get it out of the way let's go raw <laughs> oh somebody's not a fan of monday night raw i i like okay i love raw but i'm gonna be honest i mostly watch for like four wrestlers them being drew mcintyre which he has COVID, so he's not going to be on for probably the next couple weeks. AJ Styles, obviously, and I have more than this. Um, and then Miz and Morrison. Those are my boys. Yeah, I know. Yep. Well, I've gotten shit for <clears> that, but <throat> those yep. are my boys. The anyway. Uh, <laughs> what, Vince? Uh, the one thing that really stood out to me was the fact that you could tell they were very shorthanded on this episode of Raw, and it just bothered me throughout the night and i couldn't just like not pay attention to it and i just, i guess that took me out of away from the show like even like the this part where keith lee goes up to triple h like oh i'll pull double duty i'm like dude everybody's been pulling double duty dude like triple h has been in like in four or five in like four segments just tonight alone and i saw and i didn't notice this and like on the show but apparently ricochet was available when they just didn't use him which mind-boggling Okay, uh, we do kick off the show with Triple H, or actually we kicked it off with a message from Drew McIntyre cautioning you that while he does have COVID and he is doing okay, please take this seriously, wear your masks, wash your hands, wash your ass, all that good shit. Yes, um, please do. Yes, wash your ass. Especially and, uh, if you're a wrestling fan and you're going to the show, wash your fucking ass. I do it, but apparently there is a prevailing theory that white people don't wash their legs, so as a public service announcement... What? White people wash your legs, I guess. What? I've heard Jizzy talk about it. I've heard other podcasters that I know talk about this theory that white people don't wash their legs, and I don't know where it comes from. But uh, if you don't wash your legs, wash your legs. Uh, it's hey, not going to help prevent COVID, but it's just good practice. Wash your fucking legs. Um, then we got Triple H kicking off Raw. Orton comes out and interrupts. Says, just give me the 30 spot in the Rumble or give me the title. I'm like, why? What did you do to get any of that? Nothing. Nothing. Why? Why did? Burn Bray Wyatt. Yeah, like you lit a dude on fire, which Triple H was proud of him for. He was not happy with his treatment of Ric Flair or the other legends, but he was very proud of him for committing murder on live TV. Yeah, I mean, I would be too if I was Triple H. No, coming from a guy that, as Katie knows very well, fucked a corpse on live TV. So go straight to hell. (laughs) Randy Orton is the only one who could like commit crimes like arson and murder and not and receive no precautions 
That is the Uh-oh. one thing that bothers me about wrestling is like he lit a dude on fire. There's no like police investigation story. But, oh, but then Vince McMahon talks back to the police and he gets arrested. Yeah. <laughs> wrestling. Uh, Orton goes Triple H into a match by saying that he left his balls in Stephanie's purse at home. Which I feel like someone's told him that. It's the whole fucking, I mean, they do this all the time, but it's the whole Back to the Future, Marty McFly, yeah. don't call me chicken bullshit. Like, I'm not going to fight you. Oh, are you chicken? All right, now I'm gonna fight. Like every time. I fucking hated it because it's like literally, really, dude. Like that's what triggered you to accept this fight is oh, you have your balls in your wife's purse. I'm especially because like, again, especially because he's um, it's like this isn't the first time he's heard that. Like, why does it still phase him so much that he's gonna accept a match? Like Yeah, no, it's it, it just it felt kind of dumb. I felt like it should have been something a little bit better to trigger him to like go that extra mile to want to fight Randy Orton. That's not enough. Maybe like him threatening Stephanie. He legit threatened Stephanie in front of him, kissed her in front of him. That's more legit than his like, oh, you have your balls in her purse. Like I also believe he punted Stephanie at one point. He did. He punted the entire McMahon family. That was a build up to their to the WrestleMania match. Mm-hmm. Yes. Kitty's out here just like did that. I'm like, don't all guys have no, I I I remember him off. punting everyone else, but I can't remember him punting Stephanie for I, some I, reason. I, I can attest that I, though I have not been married, I have had my balls in uh, my significant other's purse one time see, or another. Th- see, yeah, like, I don't know why triple. Yeah. I was gonna say I don't know why Triple H took offense. I thought that's a normal thing. I thought all husbands <laughs> had their balls in their wife's purse. And then, Matt. <laughs> then, ladies and gentlemen. The second thing I manifested this week that I'm so fucking happy about, Charlotte is here to do an interview before her match. She doesn't want to talk about Rick in 2021. She doesn't get it. She doesn't care about Lacey and Rick. But ladies and gentlemen, Lacey and Rick are fucking, and I am so happy we're getting the story because I really, really wanted it, and now it's happening. Charlotte says Lacey ain't the first woman to hit on Rick in front of her and probably won't be the last. She's going to whoop her ass. Lacey actually gets the win here because Ric Flair shows up and helps Lacey get the win, and then they run off to a hotel room. And the only thing they fucked up was not following up with them in the hotel room. We followed yeah. Enzo and Lana back to the hotel room. Oh, I forgot about oh, that. Drake Maverick oh. and a, we, we followed Maverick Drake and, and Renee oh my back gosh. to the hotel room. <laughs> Why can we not follow Rick and Lacey back to the hotel room? Because I guarantee Rick's hotel room is way better than fucking Lana or Drake Mavericks, and he had some nice shit going on in there. I, I bet it was romantic as fuck. It's because Lacey was probably doing some limousine riding. I want to know how her... Uh... <laughs> I was like, do you get it? Uh, yeah, no, Lacey... Got to be <laughs> Kate, space Mountain. She's Katie looks all so disgusting. Uh, yeah, Lacey's going to ride Space Mountain all the way to the top. I'm just curious as to how this plays out with Lacey's daughter, who is technically canon. <laughs> we yeah. met her. She was on screen. She had a little feud with Sasha. Like, she exists. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's still, it's it's Don Marie Tori Wilson 2.0. And that's what I wanted. Oh, that's true. I know, that, I know that's all you wanted out of this but map. Here's why it's going to be great. Because with Don Marie and Tori Wilson, we didn't get a match like a full-on actual wrestling yeah. match with consequences we got an awesome lesbian uh like no there was uncomfortable an match. it wasn't a real match because don marie and tori wilson didn't really wrestle vince 
Fair. Fair. We got a weird forced lesbian thing after Tori's yep. dad died in the hotel room. Again, back to the hotel room. They went there. <laughs> but here we can get a last woman standing match, a cage match. Uh, I quit. Rick Flair on a pull match. match. Rick Flair shark, on a pull match. No, Rick, match. Rick Flair on a forklift match. Is no, he's I'm... on a pole. It's forklift. This... It's on the, a pole. It's the spice. You can put the forklift on a pole, Katie. Let me have the forklift. Put him in a fucking shark cage. Rick that Flair too. Shark cage. I just right. said that. That's why I repeated it because no one heard okay, you. Okay, I was like. I got you. Uh, here's the thing. You're going to get a real match out of this. And it could be really good because you've got the spice and the sauce of a dramatic storyline. Everyone's, I hear it all the time. People are like, I'm tired of women's wrestling matches always being based around we were friends and then you were mean to me and now we're not friends anymore. Can't we do something else with the women? Well, now we're doing something else with the women. It is a real story where Lacey is using Rick's or Charlotte's father, Rick, to get to Charlotte. She is manipulating Rick. Charlotte is fighting not just Lacey, but her father. And then we're going to get real wrestling matches and real consequences. And Lacey's probably going to get her ass fucking whooped, tapped out, given a really shitty natural selection because Charlotte doesn't know how to hit it anymore. But we're going to get real shit. And I'm very excited for it. I'm can I say something? Yes, you can. Okay, After Vince. Vince. No, I'll, I'll, let, I'll let Vince go. He was talking first. Go ahead. Okay, well, just my whole point is like, I'm not excited for this because every single time Lacey Evans and Charlotte have been in the ring together, it's a terrible chemistry, a terrible matchup, terrible pairing. That's why I'm not excited. <laughs> but if you do a I'm gimmick not... match. No. <laughs> Listen, I'm not excited for Charlotte to be holding a tag title when they're not fucking doing anything about it. I've been pissed about this shit for weeks you have oscar your champion not even on raw not doing a damn thing hasn't had a title match in god knows how long you have her go for the tag titles with originally lana which i didn't want oscar to win regardless i'm sick of the double fucking champs it's overplayed now we're done with it now you basically have charlotte in a feud with lacey evans not defending the tag titles alexa bliss is apparently facing oscar on raw this week not doing anything with the well that might lead to the raw title so at least get one of the titles off of her but there's no point there's no point in all of this just you shouldn't have had them win the fucking titles well and also like i was gonna say like this actually this is something i wanted to bring up during nxt and i kind of forgot about it but with the women's dusty cup did the winners face charlotte and oscar for the tag title since the women's tag titles can go to all three I, I, I would assume this. so. They I, did because I, I, I that's what I was looking out for when they first said there was gonna be a women's one, but no one not a single person mentioned like what would happen if they won. They're just like, Oh, we're gonna yeah. win. And I was like, That's great, but what do you win? Other than like they may talk about it next week when they actually officially announce the rest of the teams. Yeah. 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 Um I get what you're saying and I agree. I don't think Charlotte should have the tag title on her, but that doesn't take away from the greatness that is the story. The yeah, the story I'm about. I feel Charlotte like having was... the fucking titles. No. Quit yeah, I was gonna things. say if it was the raw title that she had, better story, better reason. I feel like, but she—it's the, the tag Martin, title yes. that she's holding. Yes. Yeah, but they're having—they're holding the tag titles, not doing a damn thing about it. They've been backed into the corner for fucking months now, and they're not doing a. I rant enough about this on Tuesday mornings. <laughs> I can't. 
I hate no, it. I'm like, did you not just see me rant about Hangman? You can rant all you want. I'm, I'm with Katie on this. I'm with Katie on this. I, I hate the fact that they don't do nothing with those women's tie titles. They haven't done anything with them in since forever. Sasha and Bailey. And like Vince, you know, I don't really like Sasha, and I'm giving her cred. With Sasha was the ch- tag champ with Bailey. That's probably like, both times. Savannah. You know what, Vince? Nobody Stop. likes nobody likes Sasha except you, Vince. Everybody likes Sasha. Vincent is, Vince is probably the only Sasha fan that is not toxic as fuck. That's all I'm going to say. Her fans are toxic as hell. That and I'm facts. sorry if you're that is facts. a Sasha fan, but her fans are toxic as Don't hell. Don't apologize. We all that. fucking know. There's, hey, you know what, though? Except for it, it runs both ways because I saw this really weird drawing that someone did of uh, Roman Reigns, like, eating her out that was going around Twitter. She drew, like, what? a picture of Roman Reigns, and she's like, give me my credit or some shit like that. Everyone's like, no, you're fucking sick. That man's married. There's something wrong with you. So like it, it goes around. It's not just Sasha stands. They're just weird uh, no. stands. No, 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 but no, but Sasha's are just happen to be, be more toxic. Like with the whole Sammy Guevara situation, like they didn't have to dig up old shit that like, like, it's not like Sammy Guevara had been acting like that, like the same way he like was when he said that comment, but because he said that, Oh, like probably most likely as a joke that the sex gods are better than Sasha than Bailey or vice versa. They had to pull that shit up from so many years ago that he probably regretted. And oh, I'm in so like, much trouble just from this podcast for the things I've said. So if Dexter <laughs> Loomis ever hears anything I've said about him on this podcast, he's gonna he's come gonna be your restraining and kill you. I'm fucked. Um, <laughs> he's gonna stand behind you in don't a like urinal, breathing heavily behind you. Is what he's yeah. gonna do, Matt. We had Miz and Morrison doing Miz things uh, with Sheamus and Keith Lee trying to cause division and issues. Then we had something that we kind of saw twice. So Jackson Riker ends up taking on Jeff Hardley because Elias was hurt um, while recording something. And then after Riker got the win, which I didn't understand, Jeff then defeats Elias because got to get Jeff his win back, I guess. But like... I guess because I, I felt I'm not even gonna lie I fell asleep during that match because I was so <laughs> I don't tired. blame you it was fucking Jeff Hardy. I was like I was still recovering and I and Raw being three hours it was just so hard to watch sometimes it's just hard especially during recovery so I I fell asleep during that match and when I woke up it was over I was like you didn't oh, miss much I, I was gonna say I didn't see the Jackson Riker part or whatever the fuck his name is well, you didn't I didn't see that anyway. I didn't the guy know, who stormed I did, the yeah, capital and then was just on Raw chilling yeah I didn't even realize that I got you. I didn't even realize that that match, the match before Elias and Jeff Hardy happened. I was like, what? When I woke up and then I saw like on social media about Jeff losing to like, and then winning. I was like, wait, he lost or. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. We don't know either. I forgot. I'm supposed to refer to Jeff uh, Hardy as (laughs) Jeff Jarrett because people like shitting on Jeff Jarrett. So if I, if I say Jeff Jarrett, then I say bad things, people are going to be okay with it. So. Uh, I forgot about that. Jeff Jarrett lost to Jackson Riker, which was cool, and then unfortunately got his win back. Uh, but he's, <laughs> he's trash. So uh, then we had Sheamus and Keith Lee defeat the Miz and Morrison. Keith Lee destroyed the ring, just yes. fucking turned. Oh, was, was that a, was like that's? I know that's been up for like speculation. Was that a work or did he actually? I think he actually. Broke. I think he legit broke it. I think yeah, because even it. like there was like the guy, like one of like the workers at the top of the apron when they came back from commercial, he was still at the top trying to fix it. <laughs> but I thought that was that was still cool though. I thought it was, even though poor John Morrison was the one who got hit into the turnbuckle that made it break. <laughs> but oh, I loved that because if I have to hear parkour <laughs> one more goddamn time, I'm gonna shoot myself in the head and I... parkour. 
Parkour. You, I blame this. This is why I hate The Office because I blame The Office for this. Parkour. 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 You don't like The Office, or you just don't like? I'm a Parks and Rec guy. I I literally everyone but Dwight, Stanley, and uh, Creed are the only three people on that show I can stand. Everyone else annoys the fuck out of me, especially Michael. Michael Scott. I I hate him. I didn't like I think some of his jokes are funny, but he got a really he Michael really started annoying me after when I started watching The Office. I was like, especially when he would like throw temper tantrums like over the dumbest shit. I'm like, oh my god. And I only like Dwight because my wife hates him and I enjoy that. So um <laughs> so we get this match, they get the win, and then we go to commercial, and when we come back, Keith Lee and Seamus are fighting, and commentary is like scrambling to explain why we're having a match between two guys that we just saw hugging before we went to commercial. I was going to say, I was going to say, what the hell happened? I'm like, it's like, they, it's like, if like, they just found out that like, you're not the father and then like, or you, you are the father. And then they found out, Oh, sorry, that was a mistake. You're not the father. And then that's the, that's why they started fighting. <laughs> like it, it seems like. Or that, that so would they're probably fighting be over custody of Drew, basically. Yeah. Basically. Oh, I'm his best friend. No, I'm his best friend. Anyway, I'm his best friend. I will say they did have really good chemistry when they did team together, and I appreciated that. And this was also a really good match. Like, she, as Kyle loves to say, Sheamus has been killing it. He tore it down. These guys had a great match, and after the match, they were hugging again. So they hugged, and then they fought, then they hugged again. I really don't know what the fuck's going on here, but maybe it's a Goku Vegeta thing where they just have a love hate relationship and they always <laughs> want to test each other's strengths. Well, then Keith Lee is definitely Vegeta. No, Keith Lee is Goku. No, Keith Lee is not Goku. Why? Because Goku's fucking trash. But he always wins, though. Goku's fucking trash, and we're, we'll have this discussion another time. Seamus is Vegeta because he has the hair pointing up at all times. Uh, Keith Lee does the Big Bang Catastrophe, which is the Big Bang Attack. He also does the Spear Bomb, which is only done by Goku. We're gonna we move on. I know, Katie. They're like, I just leaned back. I was like, okay. If Travis was here. We'd have a better discussion, and Travis would be on my side. Um, <laughs> then we got a promo from Drew on Goldberg from his house, where he basically accepts Goldberg's challenge. Later on, we had a Goldberg promo package hyping Goldberg up, which no one gives a shit about. Uh, then the Lucha House Party lets Matt Riddle know, hey, you're gonna need help tonight. We got your back, which was fucking weird, and I didn't understand, but okay, cool. Uh, fuck Matt Riddle, hashtag Riddle over Riddle. Then Xavier Woods <laughs> loses the T bar, and Kofi's not here. So, this is an example of what you were talking about where we seemed shorthanded. There was no Kofi, but we did have Xavier, but all of Retribution was out there. So, everyone's wondering, where's Kofi? Where's Asuka? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, supposedly, I think commentary try to make play it off like Kofi has some kind of injury but this kind of seemed out a of jaw like, injury you know. or something like that yeah well because I, I don't know because then Kofi also like before they said that Kofi had a jaw injury I remember Kofi posting on his Instagram like he was like dinner and it was like only soft like foods that like you don't really need to chew so maybe he does have a jaw injury he might or he just really wants to bring Cape Babe to life on Instagram and just post soft food for the sake of selling a jaw injury that they're going to talk about on Raw <laughs> That'd be cool. That's commitment. <laughs> but you know, I'm like, let me eat these fucking baby food. T bar be my baby woods. food for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> fucking T bar. You're not happy about it? You're not happy about Bane getting the win over Woods? I mean 
I feel like someone who's like Xavier Woods, who's like one of the best, one of the best tag teams, losing to someone like T Bar, who was at some point when they first started off, probably one of the best things to happen on Raw or WWE, and then like completely. I just want him like, to ruin Dominic Dijakovic again and have banger matches with Keith Lee on yep. Raw. Facts. Or like even like Mia Yim, like Reckoning is just like. Pointless and mm-hmm. stupid. Like, me, like all of Retribution. Exactly. Like, well, yeah. Retribution used to be really good when they were just trashing shit. And then they got fucking drafted. And then they lost, like, their first match. And... Is your jaw okay? Yeah. I know you just had some work done. Uh, yeah. I can actually, like, talk now. It just kind of hurts. <laughs> um, Riddle loses to Lashley. Yay. And then challenges MVP. <laughs> Boo wins by DQ <laughs> and then gets his ass whooped by Lashley. Get, Matt's not a hey. fan of bro nuts. Listen, <laughs> hashtag Ritter over Riddle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I agree with that. But that's all you need to know. That's that's all. That's the whole thing, Savannah. Also, that, he reminds of, me like, so much of, of Kevin. I can't root for him. It's t- it's fucking weird. <laughs> like we get it, you're stoners. Ha <laughs> Like. I- <laughs> uh. Th- we find out that Gulak wants in the Rumble, and Adam says, uh, "You can't just declare yourself. I mean, everyone's declared themselves, but you can't declare yourself." <laughs> like you everyone, go I'm match. officially. Or Drew. Yeah. So AJ says, "Oh well, I'm in it," and they make a match: AJ versus Drew Gulak, which AJ wins. So poor Drew Gulak doesn't get in the Rumble. Like, I get. So here's my thing: I get it. Like, you know what? That's the a- men's Rumble is already full. So you can't declare your you need to win a spot, I guess, whatever. Whereas the women's rumble, they haven't announced a lot of people, so it's not full yet. I, I could see that, but like the way they played it off was just like they kind of shit on Drew Gulak. They did shit on Drew Gulak. Uh, not kind of they did. I wish that the fact that everyone like declares themselves into the Royal Rumble, it just makes it less exciting about oh, who's gonna be in it, who's not gonna be in it. You already know, like I guess for prediction's sake, it makes it a little easier to predict who's gonna win. But that's the only pro, in my opinion, of announcing who's gonna be in the rumble. Especially if you have like half or even more than half of the number of people declaring themselves in. So you don't have that many like. There's no room for like surprise or oh, who's it gonna be? Like speculation. I You're like just... I like a balance of both, where you know you don't know at least like ten names, but you know who's in it for the most part because you have your idea of who's gonna yeah. win the match, and you don't want to just go in there completely blind as to who's gonna be in there because yes, the match sells itself, but there has to be a certain level of investment. For instance, like I'm very invested on either Daniel Bryan or Shinsuke Nakamura winning the men's rumble, and I'm heavily invested in Rhea Ripley winning the women's rumble. So that's that. That's just stuff like that. Like it helps invest you into a certain wrestler. Keith Lee's winning win the men's that. rumble. Um, it's not winning the men's rumble. I don't. I didn't write down who won the match. Uh, I do know that I really enjoyed Dana Brooke and Mandy together, uh, but they fought Nia and Shayna, and I didn't. I just put Nia and Shayna versus Mandy and Dana. Oh, and I, um, I I remember the finish, Matt. Uh, uh, Nia Jax had the match one. She was gonna go for the top row splash, the like the Vader bomb thingy, but then mm-hmm. Shayna tags herself in and chokes out uh, Dana. And then Nia just has this puzzled look in her face, like, "What the fuck just happened? Why did you just steal that victory from me?" Is that true, Katie? Yes, that is what happened. Okay. 
Katie's the only one who actually pays attention. Katie's the only one who recaps three shows in a week. So, well, I knew. No, but I no, know. No, but no, 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 I mean that in a good way. I don't mean like, oh, look at Katie. She pays attention to Raw. I mean that you actually. Katie takes notes. Like, you're the only, like, you know. Yeah, exactly. And I meant that in a good way. I didn't mean that as to make fun of you for actually paying attention. Um, all in his brain right here. I just know that Kyle definitely wanted to talk about Dana Brooke. It's his favorite thing to talk about on Tuesday. So I know you'd know. <laughs> Uh, then we had Triple H versus Orton. Uh, Triple H grabs a sledgehammer. It gets set on fire. The lights go out. They come back on. Alexa appears. My buddy John actually called me today and pointed something out that I didn't notice. So Orton got cut during this match and was bleeding pretty good from his cheek. And I guess if you pay attention to the end segment where Alexa uses Ember and it is super effective, uh, there's no cut on Orton's cheek and he's not bleeding. So that was probably pre-taped and then yeah. cut in. Uh well, yeah, the way they had it done, it there's no way it could have been live. Why not? No, most of most of the like I'm the Alexa playground and stuff. There's no way. Yeah, they they do that. They shoot that shit at a later time or before, and then put that in. Or, yeah, and like there's no way unless they have some pretty like those graphics. I know that they put like in like entrances and stuff. They have to have something like super advanced like that to do that shit live. But like I knew, I already knew like it was either pre also- or post raw that they did that it also felt to me like it was like their 10th take and it's probably the best take they could have gotten like i feel like yeah especially the way the way especially the way it cuts from like alexa to randy i'm pretty sure that was like probably like the 10th time randy had to fall back or something Mm -hmm. i loved it i i I love all this i I liked it too but but you gonna say something bad about my alexa bliss no i just it's not th- what actually happened because I thought it was cool. I was kind of freaking out with the ending because, again, I was about to fall asleep and then I saw that happen and it just kind of scared the shit out of me because I was, like, half asleep when I watched it. But just from, like, outside, like, you know, behind-the-scenes standpoint, just it was, like, you, it was definitely, you could definitely tell, or at least I could definitely tell, it was, it, it was definitely, I didn't even have to notice the cut on the cheek because I didn't notice that, but I definitely knew that that had to have been pre-taped or post-taped after raw yeah. because that was the way it was edited was really like like you could tell and i want to go back and see if randy was wearing the same gear because that would be fantastic if he had like a different pair of <laughs> quick wardrobe change um no i really enjoyed it uh i made my little harry potter and the half pint princess meme put that out on twitter i loved that honestly i thought it was fantastic I... um monday night raw spit or swallow I'm a spit man. I didn't really enjoy Raw. I, it, like it wasn't bad, but I felt like it didn't do nothing for me. I don't feel like it advanced much. I felt like it was just kind of like a filler episode in an anime where, like, yeah, it might have been enjoyable. There might have been some cool stuff to watch, but I don't think nothing really advanced forward that like really mattered. Keith Lee broke the ring again. Some, some fun filler stuff that isn't gonna be, matter in the grand scheme of things in this in actual. And story it's also you got to think about how many good things happen in the span of three hours compared to how much filler was there to be clear there was Alec- more filler than there was good parts alexa using ember and it being super effective was enough for me to swallow yeah. so you but i'm spitting uh, honestly it felt like a grind on monday to watch it savannah well katie continues to think okay um well i was just gonna say as much as i love AJ 
And as much as I would swallow for AJ, I've got to I've got to spit on this one. Sorry, AJ. <laughs> All right, we're, we're spitting on AJ. <laughs> Katie. AJ looks like he. <laughs> Katie, on. Katie, you want you want to spit on AJ too or? <laughs> no. Oh, Savannah, you're freezing, sweetheart. My God. Um, I think I she's doing it on purpose. I, like, I, she, just... no, she, I think sub- subconsciously she is. I have that um, effect on people. You do. Um, I'm I'm going to gargle because like I liked the Alexa stuff. I was okay with like the Keith Lee and Seamus stuff, but everything else was kind of just eh. So I'm going to gargle. So we got one swallow, two spits, and a gargle. Four four swallows for NXT, and then two gargles and two swallows for AEW. And now we're on SmackDown. I can't believe I remembered all that, actually. Um, I'm very proud of you. <laughs> we kick it off with Paul discussing the need for a stipulation in Roman Reigns' match, and then Jey Uso cutting a promo that I'm pretty sure was not approved by the head of the table where he put over Roman and said he's going to win the Rumble and then go to Raw and they're going to take over Raw and blah, 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 blah. And Shinsuke basically comes out and says, fuck that and fuck you. And then we have a match. Jay loses to Shinsuke. Cesaro comes down during the match and doesn't fucking do anything. And as soon as Cesaro's music hit, I was like, this is not good for Shinsuke. Oh, fuck. Cesaro's going to screw Shinsuke. We're going to get a feud here or something. But no, there was no turn. He just yeah. went to commentary and like I just didn't realize why they, if he was gonna go to commentary, time. why didn't he do it before? Like you know how during matches they'll be like, oh, and right here on commentary we have this person, and then like wasn't Big E on commentary for his match, and he didn't just come yeah. out in the middle of the intercontinental. Well, we're title we're gonna match. talk like, about Big E. Come out just... We're gonna talk about Big E's casting couch when we get there. Um, okay. So <laughs> Shinsuke did get his baby face music back. No rap in it. Uh, everyone was excited for that. Now, as I believe we said in the group chat, we need them to pipe in the oh, oh, oh yeah, for Shinsuke yeah. music plays. Uh, so that'll be a plus. They're really pushing Shinsuke as a singles babyface again, and I'm stoked for it. I'm gonna give credit to like the veterans of SmackDown, like the Daniel Bryans and the Royal Marines, having a little bit more creative input. I feel like SmackDown, for the most part, is like, hey, we're gonna push specific guys, and we're gonna go ahead and give them a shot. Like, I know they used to do when Paul was running SmackDown. That's how Edge and Eddie and all those guys got ahead. Yeah. Uh, I I, like I said, I know I'm jumping ahead, but the fact that Apollo Crews was seen backstage. No, 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 we're not jumping ahead. Cut that out. Yeah, shame on you. We're not there yet. No, actually, go ahead. Apollo (laughs) Crews. So I actually didn't like this because I am a firm believer that the head of the table, the tribal chief, that family should stay in the Samoan bloodline. I do not want to see Apollo Crews or anyone else join that faction that is not a family member. I I firmly am going to stick on that. I know it would be a nice push for Apollo Crews, and that'd be cool. And I'd like to see that for him. I don't want to see anyone join up with them that isn't Tamina or Jimmy or uh, the other one that isn't signed, the other brother that isn't signed. Um, I want them to keep it in the family, personally. I mean, I get that, and I'm all for it. But why not bring in an Apollo Cruz? I feel like an Apollo Cruz fits that whole like group perfectly, and they need more people in that other than Jey Uso. Because if it's not a family thing, then why does The Rock have a gripe? And I need The Rock to have a gripe so we can get Rock versus Roman. We're still gonna get it. If like it's he's not the a head of the thing, 
There's yeah, no but Roman Roman's not just the head of the table for the Samoan dynasty. He's also the head of the table of WWE on, on SmackDown. If you listen to Jey Uso's promo, he's basically saying everyone in catering, everyone in that back should be grateful and thankful for Roman. And maybe uh, Apollo's one of those superstars that actually are falling in line. Are being which grateful was to set someone. up bringing in people outside of the family in the group, which is what I don't want. And so, I'm all for it. I'm disagreeing with you here, man. That's fair. That's fair. You can have your own opinion. You have the right to be wrong. It's cool. <laughs> what about you two? Pro pro uh, Apollo joining the group against I it? think the only reason why I am with Matt about it keeping it in the family, because the whole head of the table thing, like why haven't like beat I actually like like after he beat was it after was it after Helen Cell, I think, or when he beat Jimmy Uso and he was actually crowned, I guess you could say. He was oh, given yeah, yeah. basically the position as head of the table. Like mm-hmm. it by family, you know, it'd just be kind of weird if you have some sort of outsider <laughs> like come in and like, you know, there's no guest seat at the family table. There you have to pull up a is. chair for them and you don't you don't want to do that. Savannah gets it. Fa- you, you know what? That that just means that Savannah would never invite us to the family table. That's what she's getting at right now. No, but no there's a card table in the when back. You have, when you have, when... Matt, you'd be what more than that? welcome to like, sit at when, the Delgado table. When you have table, guests I appreciate over, that. when you say, Mom, I'm bringing my friend over, oh, let's pull up a seat. You're not part of the table. You're you're the pull up a seat. You're the you're the we gotta go get another seat for you. Pull up a chair. You are not maybe part of the that table. is you Apollo's gimmick. Maybe he's the he comes and has to pull him uh, pull himself his own chair his own seat to sit at the table. The only the only way I will accept this is if Apollo actually thinks he's part of it, and then they kind of have to like, no, you're never you were never part of this, like you know. And he actually he be if Apollo firmly believes that he's one of the group down, they kind of have to like tell him like, no, you're not. Then I'll be fine with it. Yeah, Booker T him. <laughs> Let him into the group, and then you super kick him out. Uh, yeah, Katie, yeah. you got anything to add? Um, after all that, Jesus. Um, <laughs> no, I I agree with uh, the majority here. Keep it, keep it Samoan. Like, I mean, you can also marriage wise, you can bring in Naomi if you would want. But once Jimmy comes back, you got that tag team. Um, you can bring and in Tamina. Can be like the woman, like the you know. Yeah, I mean, you could have Tamina or you could have Naomi, depending if you actually want to use Tamina, but they don't use Tamina. So, as long or as like have even her, like Naomi stays on Raw, or as long I'm as just Naomi stays on Raw, like, she's yeah, no, Naomi can't join, she's on Raw. You know how I feel about that inner oh, brand yes, yes, bullshit. Yes, yes, yes. I know, yeah. I know, I know. Well, t- I mean, she, yes, she's drafted to Raw, but like she hasn't been seen. So it's very possible yeah. they could just end they up drafting do, her SmackDown. You know they can just do the little we traded her kind of deal. But yeah, we traded her, so but you don't get trade backs, which is something mm. that really fucking loves. You're trader, trader for Black fucking traded. Alistair Black. Yeah, yeah. Trader for Alistair Black and then put him on fucking Raw. You can stick him with the Fiend and Alexa and actually do something with the motherfucker. Nah, well, I remember Alistair when you drafted yeah, like all three of them? But no, but okay. That, but where I was going was that since Nia Jack. Oh, no, never mind. She's not. I forgot you didn't have the tag title anymore. I was going to say since she if she was the tag title and they can like go from different brands, that could have been better because she could have gone to SmackDown then, but she's not because she's on Raw and she doesn't have the title. I feel like I there's too many 
like like hurdles to jump through to get all the Samoan family on the same show for it to be a Samoan family. I think it should just be like mm-hmm. like Roman's his own version of the inner circle, like his own yeah. people that he wants to be in there. Right. Family to me isn't just people. blood. It's the people you surround yourself with and are in your life and actually care about you. I'm way more closer than with some friends than I am with actual cousins. So that's I mean, the way I look at it. Okay, but maybe Roman Reigns isn't. <laughs> I, I know we're all part of the Smacked Raw family, but uh, we're going to have to move on from this family debate. Um, Paul delivers a contract to Scrap Daddy and Daddy DeVille. And there's a lot of daddies running uh, SmackDown right now. Uh, and I know... <laughs> Katie absolutely loved Deville's suit game tonight. Listen, I'm going to become a fucking uh, Sonya Deville stan account because I would <laughs> literally let Sonya step on my throat. I fucking love Sonya Deville. I said okay. some uh, interesting things about Tony Storm earlier in a text message with my friend John. Uh, so he, it's a no DQ match. Pierce signs it and accepts. And then he brings it back to Roman later, which is where we see Apollo Cruz which we talked about. Roman's like, no, I didn't ask for an ODQ match. That's not what I want. I want a last man standing match. So Paul's like, all right. And then we have the contract signing at the end of the night where they deal with that. We'll get to that. Uh, we have a Street Profits segment where they accept the challenge from Rudolph. And this was the final thing because I started Rudolph and I heard the Street Profits call them Rudolph. Don't look at me like Vin- that. Vince, why are you making that face? I've been calling them Rudolph forever since before Matt. No, you oh, have no, not. So I have always right been now. calling. You have not. Yes, I guarantee I Rudolph manifested either on a podcast with you and me together, or you got it from us. Bullshit. I will. I will check the tape. Going to file the trademark. Check the tape. Throw it back. Going your way, Matt. Jeez. You're on the f- same fucking show now, Vince. Relax. <laughs> no, no. It's, I want credit. Traitor. I started this. No, no, no. no. You can't say traitor when I was let go to the free agency pool. I, I will go back and see if I can find any evidence of me saying Vince and RN called them Rudolph and then sticking with it. But the funny thing is, seeing as you covered NXT for the majority of your career on the Smack Draw podcast, it's going to be very hard to find. True. True. Oof. But I've always referred to Unless that. you did it on our show where you covered mm. everything. Interesting. Neither here nor there. We, <laughs> Vince and I, invented Rudolph. We'll go with that. Thank you. I will accept that. Teamwork. And the street profits referred to them as Rudolph on TV. And that was just fucking amazing for me. I popped big. Same. This has been your week, Matt. It really has. I just, I I speak it into an existence and it happens. So I'm going to do it again. Alistair Black is coming back at the Royal Rumble, ladies and gentlemen. Surprise entrant, Alistair Black. I hope you're fucking right on that one. I do too. Um, Then we had Roman Reigns. Oh, the Apollo thing. Uh, Liv versus Natalia with Ruby Riot and Punk Billy. I, I love Punk Billy. Open up the pit. I believe it was Warren Hayes said that she looked like what a 30 year old woman who would dress like a punk looks if they're what a 30 year old woman thinks a punk would dress like. I thought she looked fucking hot, but I'm also in my 30s, so I guess that makes sense. I'm in my 20s. <laughs> I thought she looked hot. Yeah. Unfortunately for Liv in the singles match against Natalia, Billy gets into it with Tamina. She runs in the ring, causes a distraction, which allows Natalia to roll up Liv and get the win. 
So my wife and I have constantly chatted back and forth about a few things. One of those things being the fact that Natalia doesn't wear underwear and that you can tell because she always has like the see-through sides. <laughs> well, she didn't have that in this. And my wife's like, I think they made Natalia put underwear on because she changed her look up. Also pointed out that she didn't think Shinsuke was wearing underwear. Uh, I did see that one. And you guys should all go like that tweet and show my wife some love. Um, I will do it right now. <laughs> okay, I'll do it right now. Because, uh, yeah, definitely saw a little bit of an imprint from Shinsuke as he was getting in the ring, if you're paying attention. If not, go check it out. See that Asian wiener. Um, <laughs> so that's why you got to go like Asian and just wear a thong. Yeah, you go like AJ and wear a thong. I mean, most. I'm like, AJ's thong has been exposed a few times. And of Scott course, Steiner I know used to that. Wear a thong all the time. Pink one. Lucky pink thong. Um, I really enjoy this dynamic between the riot squad and Billy K, even though I was really pushing for Billy K to be GM. I think that should be a better role. I think they should lead to that. Well, it looks like you might get Sonya Deville, which means you're going to continue the suit game with Sonya. So I'd actually like to see Sonya back in the ring. So I hope this isn't like a permanent out of the ring deal for her. I don't know why. I know she stepped away after the stalker. I don't know why now that she's back, she's not competing. She's in a more backstage role. There's something she more to it. should have come back at the Royal Rumble. Yeah, There might be something well, more that, to it. Yeah, maybe there too. was an injury or maybe something happened where she's not competing. I haven't heard anything, but I'm very curious as to why. Hopefully it leads to her getting back in the ring. Um, Then we had Ray lose to Corbin, which I completely fucking blame Kyle for, for putting that out in the universe. Dominic gets punked out by Corbin and then is mad at his dad for backing down to Baron Corbin and Ray is like, Hey, don't worry. I got this. And I got a friend. Any thoughts on who, who Ray's friend could be? Damien Perez. <laughs> it could be. He's coming up. And they were talking about a bigger guy. He's bigger than Ray Mysterio. And he's about Corbin's height. Just because they're both Latino. One's Puerto Rican. The other is Mexican. There's no connection there. Yeah, but I wasn't mean, going based kind of off racing? that. I was not going based off that. I was going based off the fact that Damien Priest is getting called up and he's Corbin's height. So fuck you, Vince. I'm just saying, you know, no, not all WWE shows are related. Vince, sorry, somehow. but WWE would do that because I mean that's also true. The fact that he is from Puerto Rico and then you have Rey Mysterio, they would do that. They would the do it for that exact reason, and that could be the that only reason. True. Damien no. Priest could be just as tall as Rey Mysterio, and they would still do it because of that. You're all the same in <laughs> Vinnie Mac's eyes, not Daddy Davis's eyes. Yeah, Daddy Davis. Say <laughs> uh, what you do, Savannah. Now I'm David. <laughs> <laughs> what you get? You have done that yourself. That yeah, we, all right. How'd you guys like the ding dong hello? It was pretty, like hit or miss. So, like, like, because I, I mentioned this. I, to I haven't even know how to explain. Okay, so I'll, I'll just let out what I want to say before I forget. But I mentioned to Matt how okay. I thought it was very funny and ironic how back back when way back when there was like conflicts about Britt Baker stealing the role model like nickname from Bailey using it right after her, and then. Brett Baker just debuted her waiting room talk show. Now Bailey is doing her ding dong hello talk show, and the like the setups were very similar, where it felt like a like an old school type of talk show, 
and they were both being obnoxious hosts. I thought the uh, the the big highlight for me was when Bailey makes Bianca have to ring the doorbell and go through the doorway. Uh, I don't know how I felt about the segment. I thought it was okay. It was good, but it, I don't know. I felt like it was missing something. I felt like yeah. they were still, like getting into her own in this like role of a talk show host. Yeah, that's what I was going to say because I was like, the segment was like, meh. But I like how Vin said, I liked how she made her I thought that's where it was going to go somewhere. When Starting off with when Bailey made her, you know, actually ring the doorbell and Bianca's like, you know, it's me. They all know it's me. You just announced me. And then she was like, you know, like, oh, look who it is. And I thought it was going to go somewhere from there, but it really didn't. We are and then gonna they get... have like this whole obstacle thing. I was going to say, we are going to get an obstacle course uh, runoff next week between Bailey and... The... Listen, I think this could be actually entertaining. I'm going to attribute this no, more to the that... Matt Hardy MVP obstacle course than i am the most recent obstacle course shit especially with as athletic as bianca is yeah so i was gonna say that's what i was worried about because i was worried i'm worried they're gonna do something like the way sammy zane did with bobby lashley because that shit was horrible so i'm like do you think they would do the same thing i don't think so um I'm hoping I, I'm hoping they've learned from their mistakes and they do something a little better. Um, I enjoyed this. I just think they have way too many fucking talk shows. You've got Ms. Yeah. TV. You've got the dirt sheet. You've got uh, a moment of bliss. KO the KO show. Moment of bliss. Technically, now canon is uh, New Day talks, even though it wasn't really a show. And then you've got Ding Dong Hello. So, way too many talk shows. I own and my Cardinals Cabana, and that's it. The Supernova over on NXT UK. So. Um, Daniel Bryan loses clean to Cesaro. I love mm-hmm. Daniel Bryan putting over everybody on SmackDown. But you also got to make shit look kind of believable. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, nothing against Cesaro, but it's just like the way he's kind of his position from how he's been lately. I just don't think it was like kind of believable for him to beat someone like who has a caliber of Daniel Bryan. That know? is very interesting. I never thought I would hear a Cesaro couldn't take Daniel Bryan take because like just the like all this isn't like as far as like what kind of athlete they are this is as far as like kayfabe and that's what I'm that's what I'm referring to because like the the way Cesaro's been booked as of lately it just wouldn't seem believable for him to beat someone who like like Daniel Bryan like you get me but, be, yeah but you fair. could also say the same thing about shinsuke with the way he's been booked lately going through and beating everyone that he beat in that gauntlet that's true. match yeah, so they're definitely they're pushing both these guys as singles and it's very interesting because people have been championing championing for cesaro for a long time to get a big main event push because he is talented as shit in the ring so beating Daniel Bryan is one step closer. I postulated that I would like to see, even though I believe that Keith Lee is going to win, possibly Shinsuke and Cesaro pulling a John Cena Batista at the Royal Rumble and both going over the top rope and then having to have a match to see who's going to face Roman going forward. Oh, that would um, be good. I still think it's The Rock that's going to show up at 30 and win the goddamn thing. The Rock said he didn't want to do it till 2022, I- man. It's not going to happen. You have to let that go. Well, not just that, but I feel like The Rock can like he doesn't have to win the Royal Rumble for them to book it. He could be like at some point he just comes back. It'll still be like they could still make something John great Cena out of that. The they don't Royal have Rumble, to use. And he did. You know, technically, The Rock's never won a Royal. Yeah, Rumble. but that was then. 
The Rock has won the Royal Rumble. No, The Rock came back and specifically told Big Show, you actually won that Royal Rumble. And look at what happened to my career and look at where your career went. That really sucks, doesn't it? They had that discussion. It happened. The Rock admitted he he lost that Royal Rumble and Big Show won. The ref's decision is final, Matt. Oh, yeah. Now (laughs) the ref's decision is final. Everyone's uh, gonna look at what happened at the Royal Rumble. Then they're not gonna look at what The Rock told Big Show on some random night of Monday Night Raw. Apollo Cruz <laughs> defeats Sami Zayn by doing him a favor and pulling his pants up because they were clearly falling down. Oh. We all saw way more of Sami than <laughs> wanted to. Um, Sami's all pissed off because he had he grabbed the tights. And meanwhile, during all of this, Biggie has his casting couch. He's laid out sensually with his mini fridge, conducting <laughs> an orchestra of just awesomeness on commentary. Him and Apollo get into it post-match. I heard RN say it on their show that this is what happens, not the, as RN likes to put it, shucking and jiving that we normally get to see, but when two black people actually get into an argument, this is more realistic. This is more less of white guys writing for black people on WWE. This is what you'd expect to see. So I know he was a fan of that. And I was too. And then our main event, ladies and gentlemen, is the contract signing that just didn't go the way I think we all planned and WWE planned because Adam Pierce signs the contract. Roman signs the contract last man standing match. And then Adam Pierce goes up the walkway. He, he starts limping. He starts grabbing his leg and then the mic cuts out, and we don't understand a goddamn word he says. Yeah. I was like, what the hell is happening? Of all times and all companies that have audio issues like that, really, WWE, like, couldn't just get the guy a new mic, have someone run him out one? Like, well, I don't know if you saw, but the camera kind of like zoomed up closer to him. Do you think it was to try and catch him, like what he was saying without the use of the mic? Probably, because he was saying that he has a nagging injury. And as per all WWE contracts, Cards subject to change. So because he doesn't feel he can go at the Royal Rumble, he has a suitable replacement. And I was thinking we're going to get a big return or a surprise here. Maybe a Seth Rollins. Maybe he'll bring out Shinsuke. Seth maybe Rollins they'll do something. Good. We got Kevin Owens. And it's going to be great. It's just it felt very underwhelming. It makes sense because they're, they finished with that cage match. Kevin Owens was, you know, cheated out of the cage match. So it's a way to work Kevin in. I just, I feel like they didn't quite build the anticipation for Kevin up enough. Plus the audio issues. It just, it seemed to kind of yeah. fall flat. Yeah. Well, also I was going to say, I don't know how, like how much of, I guess after like Kevin Owens' theme came out, this was probably just my channel when I watched it, but like, I'm not even joking. Kevin Owens like walked out and then it cut off. Like it was like, it just went to like the next thing. So I was like, wait, what happened? So I don't know if that was like that for everyone, but for me, it cut off literally right as Kevin Owens was walking out of the curtain. No, he actually like, walked out and it. signed the contract. He yeah. put his name on the contract. Oh no, yeah, I didn't get that part. I got I got dipped a good few, like a minute or something, because like he walked through the curtain and it cut off. And I was like, wait, what? And I know WWE's done that like a couple of times because they've either been super rushed on time and they need to finish things. Or they just like do it like because oh you know for like to kind of like that's how they end the show they have like an entry and then that's it but like for me it just he came through the curtain and cut off and I was like oh okay that's it. Mm-hmm. Vince thoughts? But 
Oh, no, I, I loved it. I thought it was a nice, clever way to get yourself out of that situation. I knew for a fact that we weren't going to get Adam Pierce for Roman Reigns. At, not at the Royal Rumble. Not Why? at the Royal Rumble. It's yeah. one of the big well, four. Because the Royal Rumble's... It's too big of a pay-per-view, man. Like, like if it was... Yeah, I was going to say, if it was, like, a pay-per-view, like, I don't know, like, Backlash, then fine, maybe. But, like, I know SummerSlam's technically the second biggest pay-per-view, but I think the Royal Rumble is better than SummerSlam. I love the Royal Rumble, because, so, not that pay-per-view, of all pay-per-views. Yeah, no. Not Mania, not Rumble, no. I was more or less disappointed Shinsuke didn't come out. I was very, I was expecting Shinsuke to come out, because it's, like, technically, he won the gauntlet match, and you thrusted me in at the end. This was his win. Yeah, that would have made more sense. That would have made more sense than Kevin Owens. I would have held off on Kevin Owens until, like, the Rumble, or, like, if you can't get The Rock, I want to see... Wait, 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 wait. You would have held off on Kevin Owens until the Rumble, and Kevin Owens just signed a contract for a match at the Rumble. No, no, like, him returning in the the Royal Rumble Okay, okay. Yeah. I was like... So that... So I want I want <laughs> this to I want this to lead to a program where like maybe it's a Daniel Bryan that gets a match at the pay-per-view before WrestleMania where it's a fatal four-way of the guys that Roman has screwed over. So it's Kevin Owens, Shinsuke, and Daniel Bryan in a fatal four-way match for the title at WrestleMania if you can't get the rock or if you can get Seth Rollins to win the Royal Rumble, that's who I think should be Roman's opponent. But I don't want, I like, don't get me wrong, like, nothing, like, really against us, but I don't want him to win back to back Rumbles. I don't, like, he Wait, won last year, so I don't think. Did win last year? Yeah, he did. That's when he, no, Drew, Drew McIntyre won. No, Drew... He won. Savannah, Drew Seth won, won last before. year. Yeah. I know, and I popped, but I, <laughs> I, I forgot. Seth won the one before. 2020 yeah. was a big It feels, yeah, I'm like, you know what? 2020, especially January 2020, shit wasn't bad yet. So you know what? If there was still crowds there, so yeah. forgive me for mixing it up. But no, Seth won the 2019 one. But I still, I still think it's re- too recent for Seth to win to that, like you know, only one Rumble apart or two. Then Shawn Michaels went back so to that's the Rumbles. And okay, I'm but sure he's also Shawn Michaels. Has- I'm pretty sure Stone Cold has also won three Rumbles and in the span has been like maybe like a gap of a one year in between there. Katie, how do you feel about it? Uh, about which putting... topic? Because we covered so much. Oh, uh, we're gonna we're gonna stick to my topic, which was uh Kevin Owens being the surprise person and it basically just makes the gauntlet match look like nothing. Pointless. There was no point. I mean, I get it. Kevin and Roman isn't necessarily done in Kevin's eyes because he did get screwed out of the cage match. But you you built Shinsuke up as like, and he's face now, we can tell by the music. You've had that build last week of him being a face now and you don't have him take on Roman because he was screwed out of winning the gauntlet match. It. It just makes it look like that gauntlet match doesn't fucking matter. Is it enough to make you spit SmackDown? No. You're going to swallow SmackDown? Yes. Let me tell you why. <laughs> um, The entrances, the camera they were using, fucking fire. Sonya Deville. Let's be real here. And um, Cesaro versus Daniel Bryan. Like, that match was fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. So, there you go. 
I'm still Eddie on SmackDown. Yeah, I'm still on SmackDown for the most part, just because Roman is just so great that Jimmy Uso, uh, that Jay Uso promo was very, very good. Uh, I liked Adam Pierce. I, everything about SmackDown felt like it flowed naturally throughout the night. And I don't know, like SmackDown is the most consistent show weekly, even more so than NXT. I feel like like this week's NXT was good, but it wasn't like NXT standards. SmackDown, I feel like it's always at this level, if not goes into a peak and then stays there. What about you, Savannah? Yeah, I'm swallowing SmackDown too. I'm going to spit mostly just to be different, but also because Kevin Owens kind of took the wind out of my sails. I thought everything was going great, and then that ending just kind of for me, so... Uh, Vince, what did you think was the best show of the week? Well, considering uh, I think it's between NXT or SmackDown, considering the way we all voted and stuff, I think it's gonna have to be NXT because it's the one show that we all swallowed. Well, no, it's your personal opinion of what was the best show, and yeah, mind you, that's, was, not, that's how I actually it. just spit SmackDown to be different, so yeah, and that's my personal opinion. I think, like, they're like for the most part, I think it might have been NXT. I was just going to say, you literally just talked about how great and consistent SmackDown is and how NXT wasn't up to par this week. But okay, NXT is Vince's choice for the best show. Katie? Yeah, I'm going to go NXT. You're going to go NXT, KDW? Okay. Savannah? Katie, Katie, baby. Katie, Katie, baby first. Let's be real. Yeah, that is true. She was Katie, 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 baby first. Um, I think I'm I'm kind of stuck between SmackDown and NXT, but I did like NXT more than SmackDown, so I will go. I'm gonna go with NXT on this one also. I'm actually gonna go SmackDown, even though I spit SmackDown because I am now remembering. <laughs> Make it makes sense, Matt. Dexter Loomis and Shotzi Blackheart got screwed on NXT. He's not happy about it, Vince. Yeah, you swallowed NXT. I did, and I, I re- <laughs> regret that greatly. He's trying to throw it back up. Yeah. That's not yeah. how that works. You gave me really bad indigestion right now. Anything you can swallow, you can throw it back up. She makes great I hate points. This conversation. Uh, Vince, can you please tell everyone where they can find you on social media, follow you, and uh, welcome to the official Smack and a Raw crew. Uh, well, thanks. Thanks, Matt, for officially welcoming me into the, to the show. Uh, at SES Vince everywhere uh, on Instagram and on uh, Twitter. Go ahead and follow me there, even though Matt wants me to stop going by SES Vince because I am no longer straight edge. Makes uh, sense. It does make sense. Yeah, but still, it's kind of kind of been my thing for like over a decade now. <clears> Daddy though. Delgado. I'm all for Daddy Delgado. Put on the t-shirt. But I'm At Daddy gonna... Delgado. No, I, I'll make a second backup account called Daddy Delgado, but I'm keeping <laughs> SES Vince forever. It's literally my gamer tag on P- PS4, so if you want a game, hit me up there. It's on my Snapchat. I won't add you unless I personally know you, so don't hit me up on Snapchat. But you can find me just about anywhere. It's my Pornhub. It's my Reddit. It's everywhere in between. And you have a sister who does some awesome artwork. She does. Uh, go ahead mm-hmm. and follow Punk by Art on Instagram. She and go to her big cartel. She has amazing stickers, amazing prints. Uh, I have still waiting on mine. By the way, I haven't got it yet. Uh, I think she said there's like some delay because of USPS. Okay. But that things that everything has been shipped out for the most. I mean, part. I could have just given you my address and you could have dropped it off, but. Uh, yeah, I don't that's know true. If, I don't know if she's uh, sh- shipped it. Shipped yours yet, Matt? I'm uh, I'm gonna hit her up and get the information. If so, I'll personally deliver it to you, Matt. Ooh, I like that. Katie, where can yeah. they find you? <laughs> oh, God. All right. Um, 
you can find me at the SmackDraw podcast. So it's at SmackDraw pod on Twitter, youtube.com slash SmackDraw podcast, um, twitch.tv slash putting you over or twitch.tv slash SmackDraw podcast. Um, I, I do this every week and I never remember what all I have to do. Um, support us, patreon.com slash SmackDraw podcast. You can follow me on Twitter, I guess. I don't really tweet, except today, where I just stand Sonya Deville, um, at Katie Raslin 13 that's W-R-A-S-S-L-I-N, no G, and, uh... We don't do Gs yeah. around here. <laughs> Savannah, if you, if you want, I mean, I can understand with the way Twitter is, if you don't want these people to find you, so you don't have to if you don't want to, but you... Oh, no, it's, I don't really use, I don't really use Twitter, so I'm, if you want to follow me, that's fine. I'm just not really on, but um, I am on Instagram also on, on Instagram more often than Twitter. And both of them are at Y2 Garcia, big surprise with an underscore at the end. Cause Y2 Garcia without the underscore was taken by some other Savannah who probably loves Jericho more than me. <laughs> not possible. <laughs> and as always, you guys can find me at Matt Ritter. There's that M-A-T-T-R-I-D-D-E-R. And you guys can go check out Facebook, facebook.com slash group slash smacking it raw. Also, please go follow Facebook slash Creation World. That is a banner under which all of our podcasts, especially this one, is uh, covered and produced. And check out The Creation World on Twitter and Instagram at The Creation World. That's T-H-E-C-R-E-A-T-I-A World. Uh, we will have Super Flashy Arrow of Tomorrow returning this month as batwoman and all these other shows come back so go check out travis and mara when they come back and cover that they cover everything dccw so that's a really fun podcast even though travis sucks um <laughs> and i think that's it for now but i do have a little psa that i'm just going to clip and give to kyle later um kyle thank you for allowing katie to come on our show i do want to be clear that we are not stealing any of your talent we're not going to take RN. We're not going to take Katie. Um, as much as we love them and they're great hosts, I, I made a promise and I'm a man of my word. So I will not be taking any of your active talent. I made now, no such far, promise. As far as Vince goes, you left him on the waiver wire. You let his contract expire. I didn't steal him. I picked him up. That's your loss, not mine, bud. <laughs> I, I think I think Kyle's perfectly okay with me being on without me being on the show. To, let's be honest here. I think I think he's okay. He sounded me. bitter today. He, I I asked RN to come on for when you do the neck tattoo. I'm like, hey, if we want to do it on my show, I'll just bring you on. And he's like, you're not stealing RN too. And I'm like, I didn't steal fucking Vince. Vince was a free agent. I just picked him up. No, no, that's, Vince. That's... No, Vince left. There's a difference. I left because my contract expired. I had a, I signed a one year deal. It expired. I stayed on like the you, you know when you sign like a ninety day extension. I signed the ninety day extension, and then my contract expired. I lost my smile, Katie. And, oh yeah, uh, I know. I remember. I was here for that. And you found it with me, baby. <laughs> uh, it's pronounced baby. <laughs> He's like the John Moxley of podcasting. I am the Triple H to his Shawn Michaels. That's cute. We are the new DX. I even Aww. kind of yeah. look like a fat yeah, triple H. That, that, you know, that's right. Like, <laughs> are cute. Don't you forget it. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you for joining us. We do appreciate it. For Daddy Delgado, KDW, and Savannah, I am the Warden Mad Ritter. We are Smacking It Raw, and we are the number one wrestling podcast not currently on Pornhub. <laughs> Bye.